Welcome to the first free two hours of the BingeCast on the Binge Media Podcast Network. All of our listeners receive the first two hours of the BingeCast for free, while premium members receive the full binge. The entire four-hour show available exclusively at patreon.com slash binge media. And they'll get early access to the show 24 hours before everyone else. For only $5 a month, premium members also get access to exclusive shows, drinking shot recipes, and our monthly happy hour on Discord. Sign up at patreon.com slash binge media to join us today for only $5 a month. And now, the BingeCast. One, two, three, four. It's Saturday night, when all is alright. Yay! They cry sweat and piss, so fucking at the same time. It's the BingeCast. Whoa! It's the BingeCast. Yes! Alex and Law will review what they saw. They can give it a 10, they can give Welcome to the Binge Cast. I'm Peter Setnick. I work for Binge Media, and I'm here with the co-host of the Sports Cast and the co-host. Well, same same person. He's a double co-host of Wake and Bake with Bob Ross, the one and only Tom Maloney. Yes, back from probation after uh, my last appearance on the Big Show. I was yelled at for chewing chips. <laughs> Eating on the mic, Alex has released the probation, and I'm back and happy to be here. <laughs> no more binge media jail? You're out? Okay, good. I think, yeah, for now. I'm out of binge jail, but uh, I'm getting a little hungry, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> I thought about that intro when I was uh, introducing you, and I go, I can't introduce him that way. And I did. Made it sound like there were three people on. That's my fault. Yes, yes. That's on me. That's my nope, fault. Nope, sorry, everybody. It's just me. <laughs> uh, but if you're a first-time listener, we are a show that reviews movies, TV. We answer voicemails from uh, our listeners and our good friends of the show while we uh, drink our faces off. Our bosses, our fearless leaders, Jim Law and Alex and Sear, who are the uh, main hosts of the show, are off this weekend. So it's just uh, me and Tom. I usually do commentaries on this network, uh, but that's uh, another another time. Right now, it's just you and me. You're stuck with us, me and Tom, for the binge cast. Yes. But we're going to do all the normal stuff. Like I said, voicemails, TV roundup. What you What'd you watch this week? Maybe a little literary horary. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? Audiobooks. Yes. Now, um... Tom, would you like to uh, hear maybe what you missed last week? Yes. All right. Here we go. Here's what you missed this week on the Binge Media Podcast Network. The full binge. It's Wage Against the Machine. What's the score? It's five. Six, six, five, six, five, six nine. Six, six nine. Six, oh, nine? Wait, it's wait six, the five. score of it's the... Six, five. <laughs> 
Wait, the score of the game or the score of the IMDb? Oh, yeah, score? yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, our, our, our total score for the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay, yeah. Right. Bro? yeah. Um, uh, yeah, give it... Get, let's get another review in there. <laughs> uh, yes, another review. Okay. This is a very conservative movie, like many Hollywood pictures of the 90s. A lot of cliches about women and marriage. From the beginning, you can see how it all ends. Jokes ain't funny, and the blank is very bad. Blank is charming, but I don't watch movies to see nice girls. I want to see a story, get impressed, see good work from the director. There's nothing like that here. It's sadly very, very conservative. Second cast member. Oh my god. This is where it gets fucking tricky. Because that's fucked up. <laughs> Jim Law, would you let Alex guess that second cast member, or do you want to go for number three? Fuck me. This is where it's fucked up, because I don't know what this is. And I don't know if I'm going to know what it is with the third cast member. Holy shit. I mean, how does he not answer this with the second cast member? Ah, balls. I feel like I'm throwing this away here. I almost feel like I should guess just to give him one point instead of two. <laughs> oh no, but then he could steal it and get two still. Fuck! Um, who invented this game? Binge views. <laughs> I was really expecting a Stillwater review. That's right. the one I missed this week. No, one that's one. fine, because you are super early with this next one. Embargo lifted today, so I said, you know what? I love Jim Law. I'm going to give him a fucking The, su- the Suicide Squad review. That's it's very clear. They their Warner Brothers is very like adamant. This is a the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, right? Because it's way fucking. It's not that movie overall. Like, is it is it these new characters that are are adding new life to it, or is it the writing? What is the overall improvement of this version? All of the above, man. I mean, the writing, the directing. This dude, this movie. I'm not gonna like hold it. This is fucking great. This movie's great. This is this. I think this is. I, I looked at the DCEU movies. This is easily my favorite of any of them. Like, not even close. The Binge Aftertaste. Oh, probably. Released July 23rd, (laughs) 2021. Budget on this was $18 million. Box office so far, an astounding $27.5 million. And this was directed by the man of the hour, Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. It is when we go back to the resort that we realize, even as the dad's playing with his kids, that not everything is up to snuff when it comes to their marriage. And Shyamalan's conveying this with slow zooms on the mom as the dad's playing with his kid. We are meeting more of the people on the beach as kids are roaming around, asking them who they are and what they do. And Matt, this was a big complaint of yours at the beginning of this podcast. Oh, yes, it was. And speaking of movies that this reminded me of with the cocktails that they drink right before and the way that there's something just immediately off about this resort. I thought of Gore Verbinski's A Cure for Wellness a lot throughout this movie, which has sort of a, a similar idea behind it where the resort slash spa in both cases is really a front for... By the way, if no one's seen A Cure for Wellness, I highly recommend you check it out for the visuals and Jason Isaacs is great. If you can get past the fact that Dane DeHaan should not be a leading man ever. (laughs) (laughs) Dane DeHaan, the actor who so boldly asked the question, what if Leonardo DiCaprio was sick? He looks like a failed clone of Leonardo DiCaprio that was grown in a lab. (laughs) He really does. Wasn't in the test tube long enough, and he's smaller, scrawnier, more elf-looking. To listen to the full binge and other exclusive content, sign up for the Binge Media Patreon at patreon.com slash binge media. And now, back to the show. Oh, hell no! 
<laughs> Alex, that, thank you. Alex is dropping drops within that little Easter egg drops in that. Would you miss? Oh, yeah. uh, real quick, the uh, first uh, segment was the full binge last week. We did Wage Against the Machine, which was a uh, a game that Jim Wall, Alex, and I created after a binge cast one night. Uh, just kind of like this trivia game based on IMDb reviews and ratings and all that stuff. But I uh, wanted to get to what you can get if you subscribe to or donate five bucks a month to Patreon uh, exclusive content. You get the full binge, which is uh, extra content after this show. And tonight uh, or after this show will be the Sixth Sense commentary that me, Alex, and Jim Law did. Uh, you also get movie homeworks. You get Monday Morning Moreno whenever that happens. I'm sure he'll come up with some great stuff soon. Uh, Jack Attack Tuesday, where Jack Falvey uh, reviews. Uh, he's doing 365 movies this year. So he is uh, releasing uh, weekly shows and reviewing whatever he watched that week, whether it's a movie or a television series. And uh, da, 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 and Bingecast Commentaries, that's me. And that's I got one coming up in the works, a horror movie. Uh, there's a sequel coming out, and I'm doing the first one. Um, I'm going to try to get it done. It's been busy this summer, but we'll see what happens. And for uh, BingeMedia.net, we have The Aftertaste, which you just heard. Garrett, is, uh, I guess, just finished the M. Night Shyamalan Retro with Old. I don't know what the next one is, uh, but stay tuned. I'm sure it'll be great. And, Tom, do you want to take over and talk about uh, Wake and Bake? Because that, that was just released, a new app. And then anything coming up with SportsCast? Uh, <clears throat> yes, Wake and Bake is our monthly potpourri show if you will we touch on everything from tv movies sports uh video games surprisingly i've brought some um material to the table when it comes to that uh, i heard i heard that, yes, I that yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, i think this past episode we talked a lot about my addiction to coffee my addiction to alcohol and um mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's a great time love getting together with jack once a week uh, once a month, and uh, definitely check that out. Yeah, and then SportsCast, we've been on a hiatus. Uh, we don't care too much about basketball. PJ's baseball team sucks, but he is like the <laughs> ultimate dad Little League coach, so I haven't even talked to him, I think, in three weeks, but we're going to get it going next week. So SportsCast will return, and yes. with football coming, it becomes a weekly show. So uh, the oh season, season is upon us, yes. Oh, my <clears throat> God. Now, uh, on your uh, Wake and Bake show... You were looking for recommendations for audiobooks. I think we're going to move up a segment here because this is a good, this is a pretty good segment. Okay. Yes. Because it was it. Did you try something and it and it didn't like you didn't like it? Is that what happened? Or no. You, what's you were, happening is yeah. I'm dying to read or do the audiobook for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's right. Okay. But I haven't seen the movie, and I know that that is embarrassing at this point, but. <laughs> Jack and Alex are very specific with me. Do not read the book till you watch the movie, which is to me seems reverse of how I've done it with every other yeah. book, you know, book to cinema. So <laughs> I'm struck. So that's when I was struggling. And then I heard you on the two weeks ago and I was like, that's it. I'm in. Yeah. And so I was uh, going on vacation and I, I was driving uh, down south in South Jersey and I heard that you were looking for recommendations, and I had the book with me driving on my vacation. And I text you. I told my wife, can you text Tom for me real quick? And I texted you. I'm like, do you want to – what did I say? Like, do you want to do the 
Or what about the Armada? Well, yeah, you had yeah you had said on the show you're like I bought the hardcover for a dollar, and my yeah. goal is to read it on vacation. Yeah. So I heard that, and I was like. I'm going to download this. And then you texted me. Oh, yeah, like, Armada I'm Buddies. I'm doing Armada. Do you want to do Armada Buddies? I'm like, I'm in. And we were like chapter for chapter there for a few days. It was pretty amazing. Let's, uh, let's, let's get into it with a little bit of this. Literally and literary. We're too drunk and jerk offs. Hey. Trying to read. Side by side, we just listen, pissing, fisting. Why can't we read? Literally literary. Literally literary. Audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, zero effort in that sounder. Top ten. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so yeah, I bailed on Ready Player Two audiobook because I just could not comprehend and concentrate, and I never read Armada based on Law's review of it on the show. He did the audiobook. He had a problem with Will Wheaton, and I think he had a problem with the shoehorning of. All the pop culture references that Ernie Ernie Klein put in th- into the book, if if I remember that correctly, I think those were his biggest complaints. But he loved Ready Player One, kind of like Ready Player Two, but not as much. Right? Is that is that all sounding familiar? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, <clears throat> uh, Alex found this uh, Armada book for a dollar at the local used bookstore when he was in town. I'm like, all right, I'm buying it. And I said, I'm going to read it on vacation. I have nothing to do. So I went down on vacation on Sunday. I texted you, Armada Buddies. You're like, I'm in. So you did audiobook. I did the physical book. And we were lining up perfectly. I'd be like, all right, I'm at chapter seven. You're like, me too. It was like um, three times we were locked with the chapters that we were on. It was amazing. And then you said starting chapter 20. And I was in my head, I'm like, ten. <laughs> <laughs> there, I was flying. So I finished this book. I think it was it was either Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. So I got like a couple chapters in Sunday night before I went to bed, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday. I just fucking flew through this thing. And um, yeah, I kept yeah. meaning to ask you. Yeah. It's three. I'm, I'm seeing it now on the wiki. Three hundred sixty-eight pages. I was wondering how, like, because it, it was like a sixteen-hour audio book. Mm-hmm. And then you sent me the time. Like, how did you fucking read that fast? You're like, I read at one point five speed. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah. And I listened to the rest of the book at one point three, and I banged it out like forty five minutes. <laughs> I don't know. If that was a joke. I don't know if I read at one point five speed. No, I know, but right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, it's, I was like, Oh yeah, this could have been done on Tuesday. <laughs> so, uh, on the audiobook question, based on Law's review, how was Will Wheaton reading it for you? I thought it was fine. I, think, yeah. I, I was just brought right back into the Ready Player One world. And yeah. being so desperate for any audiobook lately, I, I was it was very um I was just very happy to just get right back into that world. So it was an easy, quick like focus. 
Yeah, I didn't have any any distractions or any hard time focusing on this from the beginning. I was right into it. And this is a pretty easy story, kind of. It's it's about if you, if anyone doesn't know, it's about a kid that plays uh, a video game, which turns out the video game is kind of like a recruiting um, simulator for this military operation, kind of like the Last Starfighter. If anyone has seen that. Uh, but he gets recruited because he's really good at the video game, and then they want him to actually fight aliens that are planning on um, coming to Earth and destroying it. So it's yeah, pretty much. I the, still the don't know the ant. My first question, or the first point I made to you uh, yeah. in text, is: Is this an actual game? And I really don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I'm even looking for it now, and I can't find it. I honestly don't know. Uh, I did look it up, but, like, I don't know. Like, I saw images, and it could be, like, fake Atari games that someone threw a sticker on or, a, you know, an arcade game. I, I really don't know. There you go. Armada is a video game developed and published by Metro 3D. It was released for the Sega Dreamcast in North America on November 26, 1999. <clears throat> Shooter role-playing game allows up to four players fly about the universe fighting the enemy. Perform- so there you go. So, yes, oh. it is. <clears throat> okay. Well, whether Research. that's based on – it could just be a coincidence, you know, that's the same name or something. I don't know. But Yeah. Um, but I did not find the pop culture references annoying to me. Those little nuggets of Ernest Klein dropping those helps me so much while reading this book because I know the stuff that he's referencing. So it helps me get a mental picture of someone's room or a song that plays. You know, if he mentions a song I don't know, then I just fucking keep reading. Where if it's a song I know, I'm able to just play like like hear it in my head or right. picture a ship that he explains. Like this this book's like right up my alley as far as like this geek '80s Star Wars ET fan that I am. It, it yeah. just it like it just perk. I just perk up when I, I see that stuff. Like I don't know, you know. Maybe we all thought that was a a pandering move on Klein's part, but for me, it 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 helped me um, envision and and have this have the mental description in my head a lot better. But, yeah. Now I <clears throat> I'm in the same boat as you. I was turned. I never went to this book after doing Ready Player One because of Law's review. Also. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also remember Law saying that Will Wheaton was just too over the top on the audiobook. And I remember him also saying that there was too many pop culture reference, like it was too much this second time around. Yeah. Um, be, being him having read this before, Ready Player Two obviously wasn't out yet. So I was waiting for something that never came. I felt there was more subtle than the me, Ready Player series. Me too, and, especially that yeah. third act, too. Yeah, and and the Star Wars, to I was so excited every time it was referenced. I was like, "Fuck yeah, man!" Like I, I don't know, it's just it's not what I expected. Yeah, and um, it, like you say, it all it it did assist me as well. Now, there's definitely some things in all of the Ernest Klein books that I just don't get, and mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me because look, you can't see everything and know everything. So yeah. You know, like you said, he mentions a Queen song. I'd never heard of it before. So I know it's Queen, though. Awesome. I, I know what, you know, what type of music we're talking about, what 
generations music we're talking about and I, I know what headspace we're in and I keep going with it. So Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely like a physical book guy. Like I just purchased Ready Player Two book from someone for five bucks on marketplace and picking it up yes. tomorrow. <laughs> Hardcover. Uh, actually, this person just messaged me. I got to see what that person says. I think it's her, I think it's her Venmo. Uh, excited to keep it. Yeah, I'm so excited to read that fucking book. And another thing I did while so I was on vacation, like a summer vacation, so I was like by the pool just reading. And I started reading. And I'm like, oh, I'm, so, I'm a little distracted. Kids fucking yelling. Parents yelling at kids. Splashing in the pool. So I get my. Uh, my headphones out. I get Spotify and I put on music scores. So I found – I go to Michael Chiacchino. He, he scores like the new Star Trek, Super 8. He's like JJ's boy, but I love his stuff. So I put on the uh, Star Trek soundtrack and I try to match the like whatever chapter I'm reading. I put on like a score, a soundtrack to match – that chapter, if it's an action scene, I get like the the fast paced stuff. Is it if it's a a scene between two characters that's sentimental? I uh, fast forward till it's like a you know kind of like a love a love song or whatever, and it fucking worked, dude. It was so much fun. I was like, I was scoring my own movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking so much fun. It like I just dove in so much further, and it made my emotions work even better. It was so fucking cool. I recommend like if you can't if you don't get distracted by something like that, I kind of recommend putting on a score while reading a book. You can't do anything with lyrics because it's. Uh, I tried because every time he mentioned the song, I tried to put the song on while reading it because he's like, "Oh, I sit in my ship and then I put on uh, Black Betty." So I put it on and then I'm just singing Black Betty. And I'm two paragraphs down. I'm like, "What the hell did I just read?" That song is so distracting anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't recommend anything with lyrics, but score while reading at a decent volume is – I I, kind of recommend someone trying that because it was fucking a lot of fun. Fuck. I got to go on vacation. (laughs) Such a different experience. I'm like speeding around the state in my car, rewinding lines that I miss because my phone fucking rings for work. It's like – much, much different, much, much more stressful uh, read for me or listen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a time sensitive thing. You know, I'm fucking trying to bang it out for this weekend. And you're like, oh, my God, 2.5 speed. Yeah, I knew I could finish it. I knew I had five days. You're a champ. You are a champ. Anyway, I fucking love this book. I had a great time with this book. I was totally engaged from beginning to end. Sorry, Law, that's your line. Uh I want to see this. I want to see this movie. Yes. It's like The Last Starfighter. It's a little bit different. Um, but uh, I, I like it. I want to see this. I want to see this movie. And I can't wait for Ready Player Two to actually physically read that movie. But now I'm not on vacation, so I may not finish it. Get back. Yeah, it might be another year. <laughs> yeah. So is the is the plans – I'm reading on Wiki that it's they announced the film rights to Universal. Okay. Um, in December 2015, and then in April 2018, Universal hired Dan Maziu that, um, to write I, a new draft of the screenplay. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't been following anything. Uh, I'm just hoping on the success of Ready Player One that someone picks this up. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know anything about uh, production or 
I'd certainly like to see this before a ready player too. That's for sure. Yeah, I guess that's a about that story. Yeah, that's a money thing, right? People want ready player two. They're gonna push that out first. Yeah, Uh, but do you want to rate? Do you want to rate this book? Yeah, of course. Uh, Let's see. I feel like a nine is too high. And Jim, if Jim Walls listens, what? (laughs) But I had a great time, and it didn't take me away from my vacation. And it was a fucking blast. Adds to your vacation. Yeah, added to my vacation. vacation. It adds to your vacation. Yeah, I had a fucking Armada buddy with me. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight point five Armada. Woo. I think I had a fucking blast. It was an easy read. I wasn't easily distracted. I I was engaged the whole time. I love the pop culture references. Um, love the story. Or you know, it's, it's it's pretty close to the last Starfighter. Obviously, it's a little bit more in depth than that. But uh, I liked it. I had a great time, man. Yeah, I would give it an eight. I um. The story, it, it's just excellent. It, it it didn't take long to get into the pace of the story, and yeah. you know there was no there was no lag, there was no downtime, no talky talky. It really was well paced. You got you know from point you know from act one to two to three real quick, and um, I love the plot with his father. I lo- I got so pumped when I found out. Um, yeah. The fate of his dad mm-hmm. uh, and uh, everything there, and I just was like, "Fuck yeah, man!" I'm like, because it's not often that you're like, "Oh, I really hope this happens," and then it actually does. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really on board with it, and uh, I like the main character. And then, as from an audiobook perspective, I thought Will Wheaton was really good again. Uh, he reads Ernest Cline books. I think the way they're written, you know, it's it's you, you feel like a teenager. You feel like you're watching a great '80s movie. And, nice. Uh, yeah, it was all there. So good, yes. good solid eight. Very happy nice. uh, you did. You chose to do this because it gave me something to do, and it was uh, well worth it. That's awesome. Well worth it. Sorry for yeah. the listeners that were reviewing this. <laughs> what I don't know. The twenty fifteen novel. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the reason you and I didn't read it is because of Law's review. So it's yeah. a full circle. Yeah, thanks, so. Law. <laughs> Um, okay, should we get to some uh, Google Voice and see what our listeners have to say? Oh, yeah. I got a couple sound dudes. Here we go. They receive these emails that make fucking no sense. Lost pissing his pants as they're read on the cast. Wrong punctuations and shitty translations. Cheers to you, Google. Your service sucks ass. Google Voice, stop your fucking with the binge cast boys. Jim Law tweets pictures of his children's toys. <laughs> Fuck yourself, Google Voice. <laughs> Let's call Google Voice. Ah, let's call that Mexican. Let's call Pete MC. Yeah, and that drunk Canadian. Oh, maybe I'll call seven no eight four six nine five four six. Suck on my balls. Just suck my fucking balls. <laughs> Oh, 
Now they met up in an Ohio town, had to drive for six hours. Neil Young was around, they saw Balanog, and they fucked with law. Even joined a Patreon, but the lag was too long. Well, they went downtown to the local winery. There was fucking live music. It didn't impress Pete. Neil Young was introduced, and they both started grooving. Alex was obsessed with writing a new Google Voice song. A new Google Voice song. Seven zero eight four zero six nine five four six. Nope. <laughs> oh, fantastic sound. Last dance of Mary Jane. <laughs> One more time to kill the pain. It's like, that's not how that fucking song sounds. <laughs> I always forget about that tag on the end there. Yeah, so always long. forget that. It's fantastic. It's so long. <laughs> uh, 708-406-9546 is the Google Voice number. Leave us a review or um, bitch at us or yell at us or congratulate us on uh, amazing things. I don't even know what. But uh, before you do that, you can go to parksense.com and get your favorite theme park scented candles. Uh, and then if you uh, – or wax melts or uh, – Room sprays, and uh, use the discount code binge twenty to get twenty percent off. Not a big deal there. I'm sure we'll talk about some uh, theme parks later on. And would you watch this for me? Oh, I'm sure we'll get yes. there. All right, so let's get to the uh, first voicemail. Here we go. It's your boy Alex. <laughs> hey guys, uh, something you were talking about stirred up a question in my head. Figure I'd share it with you. Uh, comedy movies really, really hard to come by these days, especially really good ones. And I think that's affected three movie stars a huge amount. Specifically, I'm thinking of Ben Stiller, Will Ferrell, and Jim Carrey. So my question is, which of these three you think took the biggest hit, right? Whether or not it's the death of the comedy movie or just the choices that they made, who do you think had the, the biggest fall from grace, right? Take a look at some of the, the recent movies they put out. I mean, that Will Ferrell, Sherlock Holmes movie. Jim Carrey was in Sonic. Ben Stiller, I think, was tired. So who do you think had the biggest fall? And uh, I don't know. The other side could be who do you think might have the, the biggest upside in the future? Right? Ben Stiller, is he going to be the new Iron Manny? I don't know. All right. See ya. <laughs> Did he say Ben Stiller was fired? I think he said retired. Oh, okay. 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 So ben, yeah. he, wants to, he said Ben Stiller, Jim Carrey... And Will, Will Ferrell, who took the biggest comedy hit? Who fell the furthest? And who is going to have the biggest upside? Is that what he said? Who's going to? Yeah, like who would have the? Who's got the? I think it's like who's got the best chance for a big comeback? Oh, okay, out of those three, well, Jim Carrey did. Um, what was that uh, TV show where he plays like the Mister Rogers? Oh God, I, I, I've watched it. Oh God damn it! And I can't fucking two idiots. Uh, but that's like a kind of a resurgence uh role kidding Kidding. it's kidding kidding Kidding. Kidding. jeff pickles i mean he's not like 
it's not comedy. It's not Ace Ventura mask comedy. It's more drama, but it's still a great role for him. Uh, I don't know what Ben Stiller has done. I know he's more directing. I, I mean, I guess we got to go to the IMDb machine here. Well, they're, yeah, they're, I'm on carries right now because I would it's, say just based on listening to Alex's question, I would throw Jim Carrey out right away because I think Jim Carrey's made decisions in his career to get away from uh-huh. what made him famous in a way and just like Sonic. I mean, I, I guess it bombed, right? But he's making money. They're doing part two next year. I mean, yeah, he's, there you go. You know, so he's getting paid. Um, if you we, we were a big fan of his comedians and cars episode with Seinfeld, with uh, mm-hmm. Jerry Seinfeld, you know he don't give a fuck. You could just tell Jim Carrey's been. He got. He's one of those guys to me that just got too famous and <clears throat> yeah. had, to, had to reverse it. You know, mm-hmm. like an Eddie Murphy's another one, just like I've had. I've had enough. Yeah. You know, and they go into their hole for a while and try to live as much of a normal life as they can. And I don't fault them for it. Uh, you know, me myself being a cover musician i mean i know how it is so do you you know like sometimes the fame's too much and you just got to get the fuck away from it for a while Mm -hmm. so but uh yeah i would throw jim carrey out i think the answer to me would be will farrell just because i don't know where the fuck he went and ben stiller i feel like has done so much producing and executive producing that he's got enough money you know he's fine i'm sure they both do yeah but based on like their movies their comedic movies who has i guess to dumb it down like the 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 end the end that's the worst cuz uh Alex brought up Will Ferrell in that Holmes movie Holmes and Watson which was fucking the worst <laughs> I don't I I mean I didn't even see it I Yeah <clears throat> and then Ben Stiller a, and Will Ferrell are both in obviously Zoolander 2 which I didn't even see Holmes and Watson was 2018 yeah. So it's funny, though. Isn't it? It's funny. I mean, Will Ferrell, you're going to see him at least once a year because of Elf. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I watched the Ben Stiller movie. Let me see. Last yeah, thing that... Stiller did was. Acting wise, he. Well, I guess I should Oh, Hubie him. Halloween he was in, but that's the Sandler movie. And. Brad status. Everybody paid. Oh, Dodgeball the, two is announced. <laughs> Fucking God. what? Uh, the Mayorwitz stories, but that's drama. I guess Zoolander two was the last comedy thing. All right, I think they all. Alex, this is a pretty good question because they're all kind of. I feel like they're all in that same boat. So you pick three great ones because I couldn't tell you. I feel like you could throw Sandler in here as well, as far as someone taking a hit on on comedic movies because really there there's been no one has really come out with an amazing comedy out of these out of out of this group zoolander 2 daddy's homes you know and with will ferrell and and what's the jim carrey sonic i don't know um kidding kidding would be the best from any of them i know it's not a movie but yeah i mean it's it's a you know premium channel series and I like it. I really like it. So, okay. I'm trying to see between turn between two ferns of the movie, but that mm. Will Ferrell played like the producer. But how? I mean, give me an example of a comedic actor 
who gets, I mean, these guys were churning them out for 20 years. Who, I mean, Sandler would be the one I think of that is still making films like 30 years later. Like what? And like the you same know, the, stuff. The, yeah, I mean, eventually, I don't know. It's, I mean, like Laurel and Hardy, are they still making films? I don't know if they're still alive, but I'm just trying to think of what comedic, <laughs> what, what comedy actor sustains yeah. his entire career. Like a lot of these guys try to do serious roles and stuff. Yeah, even like Bill Murray does like Lost in Translation, shit like yeah, that. Bill Murray's actually a good call, though. Yeah, yeah. I, that, gener- uh, that generation right there, that SNL cast, uh, that's actually a good call. Those, I mean, Chevy Chase went for a long time. Yeah, I'm thinking Kevin Hart is getting a little watered down. Um, oh my god, I tapped the fuck out of that movie. Oh, the his, was his it Daddy's one? thing? Ugh. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, God. All right. I'm just going to pick – I'm just going to pick one based on – like I just feel like they, they kind of bowed out at the right time before I got tired of them where Sandler's still going. Even though I like Sandler as a person, I give him the benefit of the doubt. But I feel like Stiller, Farrell, and Carrie, whether they had that Holmes and Watson, Sonic movie, Zoolander 2, it's not like they're still churning out. Garbage after garbage. They just know when the when the call it quits and maybe go behind the camera, or tr- or yeah. do or do kidding. Uh, but I'll just say fuck it. I'll just say Will Ferrell because of fucking Holmes and Watson. I'll just say for Will Ferrell. I totally agree. I think okay. I, I, it's well. I kind of said that right off the bat too. And, and like Will Ferrell's the one of these three guys that just kind of comes out of nowhere. Well, you, I mean Jim Carrey did do Biden. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, SNL, but that was brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I'd say I'd say Will Ferrell. So, what's the best comedy movie? You know, this year. Oh, I mean, so I far? keep going back to the movie during. What'd you say? So far, like what came out? Well, yeah, I mean, comedy in general. It's to, I don't watch a lot of comedy movies at all anymore. What was the the, the movie um, with Adam? Uh, oh God, SNL. The, it was like uh, oh Groundhog Andy Samberg, yeah Andy Samberg, the the film during COVID, oh, that Palm Springs. Out. I liked that. That's yeah, that probably the last one that I liked. Yeah, and the binge, which was a great movie. If you haven't seen that, I don't think I saw that. I'll have to watch. Yeah, it. check out the binge, man. That's a lot of fun. Okay, I'll write that down. Um, yeah, you know what? I was just, like thinking about like what movies have I seen? I need to like make a fucking what did I. <laughs> What did I watch this year list? Because I'm forgetting. <laughs> I know. Fucking... Well, again, just kind of plays to my point, though. It's just, you know, it's just... <laughs> comedy movies are just not. There was a time when we were in our, like, our college years in the late 90s when that's what it was all about. I mean, Sandler was peaking and yeah. you just had all those guys going at the same time. It's, I don't know if, if comedy is just hard to make now. I know it's, <clears throat> Alex always says it, it co- uh, comedies are like porn. You just, it either works for you or it doesn't, yes. but maybe a lot of people are, are scared to make comedies as far as like being politically correct or misogynist or any of that. Maybe they're just, I don't know, taking a backseat and being careful and the quality isn't there. But you get stuff like Game Night, which is great. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Ah, I liked Game Night. I like Game Night. Yeah, game you got, night. I mean, there's a lot of stand-up specials now. There's a lot of... Um, 
sitcom television, not sitcom, like uh, sketch comedy shows and stuff. I think that you, which is talked about a lot on this network. Like, I think you should leave. Oh yeah, yeah. the Michael Che show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's out there, you know. Yeah, you just, you just don't see as many feature length <clears throat> films. Yeah, it's a good point. I don't know. Maybe the the draw's not there. Maybe the actors are the ones that are pulling out. Maybe they don't want to do them. Yeah, like Will Ferrell, Ben Stiller. And Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, when was the last time one of those guys did anything? I know. Someone should call in. <laughs> we should, yeah, I know. We should, we should do a segment on that. <laughs> All right, Keen. Thanks for that question. Hopefully we answered that uh, to the best of our ability. Let's go to uh, the next voicemail. What's up, Binge Cats? It's your boy. Barely good times here. Fucking <laughs> 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 Ah! Chad D is fucking a legend. Yeah, he is, right? He's probably loving it right now. All right, let's start that over. What's up, Binge Cats? It's your boy. Barely good times here. <laughs> uh, I just want to call you a little review of the, uh, not really a review, a breakdown of the Aftertaste uh, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong series. So, uh, you know, here it goes. So the Aftertaste is now finished at the M. Night Retro. Uh, we knew that the team was unbreakable, but it takes a village, and my sixth sense was telling me that these movies might drive a rift. The signs were all there. After the visit from Mike Ranieri, would the aftertaste duo be split, or would they come through like a lady in the water, stronger than ever? Shyamalama Ding Dong, the best director before or after Earth, or is the old news? What is even happening with his career anymore? Tune in, find out. Oh, um, uh, The Last Airbender. Ah, uh, okay. So I love that voice. Yeah, Bravo. that was fantastic. Yeah, that was really good. That was amazing. <laughs> Should have um, gave that to them before the retro, so they yeah. used it. Are we supposed to answer some for real? <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> I just love that voicemail. Look at you using Shyamalan titles. That was fantastic. I don't even. Wait, did he have a question in there? Was it all like just part of the bit? I think it's part of the bit. Was it? Let me see. Like a lady in the water, stronger than ever. Shyamalan, the ding dong, the best director before or after Earth, or is he old? No, before or after Earth. Okay, after Earth. Okay, thanks, Billy. Good times. You're the best. Did you uh, see this movie? Did you see Old? I did. We reviewed it uh, last week. You did? Okay. I don't think I got that far because I was doing Armada all week. Oh, okay. But the, um, okay. Don't say much because I'm trying my best to go into that film completely. Oh, like, okay. I saw a brief part of the trailer and I was like, okay, I kind of get it, but I don't want to see anymore. Mm-hmm. Because with Hit That Guy's movies, if I hear anything about them yeah. prior to seeing them, I just don't bother. All right. I won't say anything. So, if I hear uh, anyone uh, mention it. Oh, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Right. I just got to get to it sooner than later. After right. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> if I ever get to that. <laughs> you got fucking movie homework. It's on the docket, goddammit. <laughs> you should move it up, though. I mean, it's fantastic. I'm trying. Dude, give me three hours to watch a movie. Just find it for me somewhere in my <laughs> week. And I'll fucking watch it, dude. <laughs> I'm uh, lucky I got the two in for tonight. <laughs> I know. I appreciate that. Right, let's see the. Can't we got wait. two more. We got two more. Here we go. All right. Evening, guys. It's Nate Peterson. Um, just a very quick call. Probably not that quick. Um, I thought I'd throw my um, anus into the ring for uh, poop stories, um, but uh, I only have yes. the one, so I'll just very quickly do it here. Um, the only story I can, I can clearly tell is the morning after. The morning after my first date with my wife, um, I shit the bed. Was she in the bed with me at the time? 
I won't tell you that. You have to decide and speculate that for yourself. But yeah, that's 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 the, the best shit poop story that I've got. Um, bye. <laughs> wow. The okay. only thing wrong with that voicemail was he didn't come on and do the Chad D. Yeah, <laughs> you failed. Oh, wait. I would say he was. Wait, was not... it the first date? He said... he said first date with his now wife. Did he? If I mean, if Nate's a player and he was able to get in bed my first night, then he shit all over her. <laughs> oh my God. I uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from one thought I just had, but I will say. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I've had girls that didn't call me back the next day because, like, I didn't get out of the room for a fart. You know, it's like I got caught and that turned them off. I mean, that shit happens. You know, sometimes it's just too too hard to restrain after so many hours. But uh, I don't know, man. If if, uh, you now you've met his wife, I'll say that if it was her in bed with him that morning, I got to talk to her. (laughs) I don't think (laughs) – I don't think – Nate. Nate's a very know. nice guy. I don't think he's bringing uh, girls up to the room on the first date. So I'm going to yeah. say he did not shit all over his now wife. Yeah. he Yes, he got home. <laughs> he passed out with, with his heart aflutter. And, you know, he had been holding in his gas during the entire date that his body just shit the bed while he was sleeping. Yeah, the gas turned into a solid. Yes, surprise That's poop in bed. Chemistry, baby. <laughs> All right, Nate B. Thank you for the, your poop story, and stay tuned for a possible fucking binge poop cast. Patreon poop story. I have no idea if this show. It seems like it's gaining speed. It uh, I, I don't know if anyone's going to want to hear this. I'm going on it. Oh, you, they're gonna. I'll tell you right now, folks. As long as I'm on that shit, you want to hear that shit. Know what it, I'm saying? It's definitely going to have to be a Patreon exclusive because of course I cannot put this on the main feed on iTunes. No. By the way, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks. Let's get to our last voicemail right now. Let's see what we got. <laughs> what up, cocksuckers? It's your boy. Oh! oh! <laughs> Fucking Nate P. Come on. This is Damn the new it, Nate. I think. What's up, binge boys? It's your boy. Is the new, is the bookend for Baba Dick? Where you close with Baba Dick, the opener is now. What up, yes. boys? It's your boy. Or what up, binge boys? It's your boy. The whatever. Man, we could have had the fucking. Da, 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 I know. Da, da, da. God, Nate. <laughs> fucking. Fucking UK just lost the gold on that one, bro. Right. <laughs> Typical sports. Right. <laughs> what up, cocksuckers? It's your boy. What's up, guys? Hey, I'm calling in with uh, an update on the 2021 binge movie (gasps) auction. Okay, so if anyone doesn't know what the binge movie auction is, me, Alex, and Law were in an auction that Chad C. was auctioneering. Is that what the term is? Uh, yes. he, he was naming all the movies from uh, beginning of the uh, beginning of the summer all the way down to 2020, the end of 2021. Uh, and we all kind of bid on movies to see who can get the highest box office at the end of the year. So this is Chad C's second uh, uh, update on those films. So let's see what he's got to say. Off that wasn't a drum roll. Oh, uh, all right, it's impressive. Let's do, uh, this update here. The last time I called in, Pete had a pretty big lead. 
and uh, that lead has uh, continued. Yes! Pete uh, has a quiet place for two in F9, driving him to a $325.8 million dollar, uh, gross here. At the box office, he's pretty handily in number one. The next closest we've got Law in second with Black Widow, $162.5 million. And uh, third place, Alex with his three movies, The Forever Purge, Space Jam New Legacy, and Snake Eyes at $106.8 million. So Pete's got a pretty substantial lead here, and he also has Jungle Cruise opening uh, this weekend that I'm calling, and that is on its way to about a $32 million opening. So he's going to increase that lead. Uh, Law's next movie is uh, Venom, that's every carnage in September. He's also got No Time to Die in October, Eternals in November, and Spider-Man in December. So one each month there. Alex's next movie is Shang-Chi, Labor Day weekend, and then he has The Matrix in December. Uh, but Pete also has the Suicide Squad next weekend. So Pete's just going to keep adding to this lead here for a while. And it's going to be going to be a lot to see if he can catch him. So, uh, yeah, there's your guys' update for uh, this auction. I know you guys have been clamoring for it. Don't fucking yell at me. Fucking assholes. Just kidding. I love you, I guess. But, all right. She's on the real world. Uh, real world. World. I'm a huge fan of giant sex. All right, Chad. <laughs> All right, awesome. Hey, I'm in the lead. No, oh, you're you're killing it, dude. And I'll tell you, based on the uh, clip from Binge Views and yeah. what you missed this week, yeah. uh, you sounds like you're sitting pretty on um, Suicide Squad too. Right. I did listen to uh, that review. A little bit uh, of it. I meant to say when that played, but I got distracted by the. Um, the aftertaste clip, but yeah. um, to hear Chad speak that highly of a film on binge views is not that common. So I was like, oh, like very surprised, especially for that film from DC. Yeah. So that's well, a, uh, that's a, that that's sounds a, interesting. That's a positive right there. Uh, if you're a listener out there, maybe uh, you haven't called in or got something to say, 708-406-9546 is the Google voice number. Please call in. Maybe you like something you heard. Maybe you didn't. You know, tell us what you think. If you saw something, leave us a review. If you got a question for us, piece of trivia, call in. We love hearing it from our friends and family on the Binge Universe. Uh, uh, Pete, quick, quick question yeah, for you. Yeah, what's up? What did he say Alex has in December? Did I hear that correctly? The Matrix? <laughs> Matrix 4. Oh, good God. Yeah. With him, with Keanu, oh yeah. Mm, all right. I mean, it's gonna make money. So yeah. So Alex has. I think Snake Eyes is out. Did he say Snake Eyes was out? He either said it's out or it's September. Okay, so he's Alex got Forever Purge, Space Jam, Snake Eyes, Shang Chi, Matrix Shit, Four, right. Law's got Black Widow, No Time to Die, which is the Bond, The Eternals, Marvel, Spider Man, Marvel, Venom. I think it's Marvel. Don't yell at me, comic book people. Pretty, pretty loaded, though. That's I mean, he's poised to make it a like a competition in the fall for sure. Oh, absolutely, because I'm I'm almost done. I right. guess next month because Quiet Places has been out, F9's been out. Oh no, I got a okay. So Jungle Cruise, Suicide Squad, and then I got Hotel Transylvania Four. I think. Oh my god! <laughs> I figured I needed an animated in there, so okay. I don't know. Let's see how the world works. Hopefully, the yeah. theaters don't shut down again. Yeah, really, because then the con- the competition shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Do you want to do a quick uh, pee break before we get to some teeves and moves? Yeah, man. If you got a pee, let's do it. Yeah, I want to get some beers too. Yeah, I'm and gonna run we'll get... out. How yeah. long? Which one are we playing here? So I know if I. Have I'm gonna do the uh, fucking Counting Crows. Okay, good. I go. Get, I'll get beers then. You got time. Yes. Long sounder so that they can fucking pee. Maybe this one will be quicker than the last. Law can't remember if the last time he pissed himself for the toilet. But he knows these bottles fill up fast. And it's one more bong hit for Emma. Taking a piss outside with Bigfoot If you think they need to check the prostate They probably should ba 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 Laws in the bathroom, probably sometime after 13 beers. No! Thought he had to pee. Guess what came next? I know! I guess the liquor makes you pee a little longer. Makes your bowels a little softer. Now Laws taking surprise with pooch on Long sounder, where the fuck could they be? You thought that this piss would be quicker than the last. We can't remember the times we had to break for a bourbon. Good or bad, that's the bench cap. Oh my god! I pissed all over myself. Fuck yeah! And it's one more bong hit for Emma. I'm doing the uh, Dolby Atmos. Taking a piss outside with Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess where you put a tiny house at? You don't know what you're talking about right now. Tiny words. Fantastic. It's one of my favorite pee break sounders. Fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Should we get to some uh, TV roundup? Let's go. Let's Can't do wait. It. Give me my TV roundup. Yeah. I need some TV roundup. Roundup. Give me fucking TV roundup. Yeah. I need some time to get fucking high. You know that Michael Sampson is gay as hell. Yes! Lori Grimes, that bitch is still a hoe. Yeah! 708406, my 
Reached out to Alex. I said, listen, do you mind if I do some harmonies on Easy Lover? Because I sing them on the show all the time. And he goes, yeah, I always hear them. <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you mind if I uh, record uh, harmonies on He's like, no, go ahead, do it. So there you go. There it is. Nice. I was like, wait a minute. This is different. <laughs> oh, thanks for noticing. Well, thanks. Hey, thanks man, for it's Hall and Oaks. They're supposed to be, they're supposed to be two voices. Yeah, well, thanks. For, thanks no, that's for that's uh, Phil Collins. <laughs> ah, whatever. He had <laughs> harmony guys, too. You know? <laughs> Phil Collins is some other guy. Oh, my God. TV this week. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you want to start with? How many things you got? I well, got uh, four uh, things. Okay, you go. I I know one. I have the same. Yeah. I I think that might be it because the because I was catching up on hacks and uh, okay. You know we don't have we don't have time for too much else. So I am on the HBO one with you. Why don't you do, uh, uh, do, do your stuff first? Okay, so I'm still doing Monsters at Work, which is the Disney Plus Monsters Inc. <clears throat> sequel show. Uh, five episodes in. I'm still having a good time. It's an easy watch. It's kind of just like a, a day in the life of, uh, you know, Monsters, Inc. with this new character that, again, uh, got there thinking it was a scare floor still or scares, but he is – they they want jokesters. Uh, so it's kind of like a day in the life of him working like in this room trying to work his way up to be a jokester. Uh, and it's not terrible. It's It's an easy watch. I think it's like 25 – Minutes an episode, but if you're a fan of Monsters Inc., I recommend it because it's not bad. Next, do you recommend? Yeah. Sorry, uh, do you recommend Monsters Inc. as Pixar? Because I have a two-year-old. For yeah. those of you that don't know, just about two. All mm-hmm. right, so we've done the Cars three yeah. movies too many times. Now yeah. he's on Toy Stories, so that's cool. We got a little change up here. Yeah, but I've tried Monsters Inc. the first one several times. I can't get through ten minutes with them. And the other thing is the Incredibles. He can't pay attention to that either. But hmm. I haven't seen Monsters Inc. myself or Monsters U. So I'm t- I'm trying to watch them. But worth it? Like, are they higher up on the the Pixar yeah. scale for you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. I love both of them actually. Okay, cool. Monsters U is a prequel. Yes, I, I think I knew that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's them in college, Mike and Sully. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. Okay. So that's that's uh that movie uh but I do recommend them. I think they I think they're really good films. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh so yeah, I don't know how many episodes this is. I don't know what the end game is. It's just kind of like an easy watch. There's it's not it's not that difficult. Um also I think it's cool Pixar's putting out like a 30-minute 
show on Disney Plus. I think that's uh, like you know following one of their movies. I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, so many ways they can go. You know, it's not the main characters as the lead. Like it's not Mike Wazowski and Sully as like the lead, the uh, Billy Crystal, John Goodman character. But I could see down the road them doing. uh, I don't know. I guess I guess a Toy Story fucking series. Yeah, Franks is on that. Yeah. I, or even cars. I mean, uh, the possibilities are endless with these uh, streaming services. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's crazy. Real. Um, so uh, I did watch Behind the Attraction, but I can save that because that's going to come in tandem with uh, Jungle Cruise. Okay. Because uh, I only got to one episode of that. And then I have two. Oh, I have uh, Kevin Can Fuck Himself, which is the uh, eighth episode, which was the finale. Um. Which I've been dying to start. Yeah, so you haven't started that. We chose the other ones, which will be next. Yeah, so I don't want to talk too much about it all because we'll probably go a little bit in depth next week uh, with Alex and Law because I think they're also watching it. So I don't want to chime in too much on that because everyone loves those guys and wants to hear from them. Uh, But I I, uh, love this season. Uh, I want more if there is more. So I'll just kind of like leave it at that. I think that's enough for for anyone that is, you know, a regular <laughs> listener. The fact that Pete finished the season and wants more. I mean, to me, it's a must. It was a must watch once he gets past one episode. So this is like <laughs> it's so, it is absolutely our next show. I just, you know. Yeah. To, to show you how much I, I love this show. I was on vacation all week. I did not get home until Friday night and I stopped at my parents because they were like halfway to my house. I stopped there um, just to hang out with them and I watched Kevin Can Fuck Himself. It was the first thing I watched out of every out of everything that I needed to watch this week. So I crammed everything from half of Friday and then all day today and that was the first thing I wanted to put on. So it just shows you like I, I could not wait to – so Johnny and Fran are watching that show also? No, they left the room. They left me kind of oh, by okay. myself. <laughs> <laughs> the, I love this, the, the Setnik family dynamic when it yeah. comes to TV. <laughs> well, I was explaining it to my dad because he's like, what are you watching? Because he came in on the like sitcom part and he right. knows like I wouldn't watch something like this. So I had to explain the show to him. And he's like, cool. I'll let you do what you're doing. And then and my mom. The sneakers farted all the way out the door. <laughs> and then he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he loves telling me what he's watching. So, uh, uh, but uh, he he let me. My mom and my dad let me watch this by myself. I didn't even finish it. Either. I think I got like twenty minutes in, so I had to finish it at home. <laughs> uh, but uh, that was like I I would just rant. I was like, "Can I watch something while you guys are uh, <laughs> while I'm here?" Like, yeah, go ahead. So that was the first thing. Um, yeah, I can't wait to talk to uh, Law and Alex. Uh, about that next week. Maybe I'll have it finished by next episode, actually. That's that's very possible, considering. Nice. If you're not watching it, I highly recommend it. It's a very cool show. Good story. It's 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 fantastic. Uh, do you want to get to this next this next one? Or do you, you got stuff? Do you want to talk about Hacks first? Nah, uh, well, I mean, I would just like to throw my hat in the ring on Hacks. I mean, you yeah. guys all liked it. And I can't speak highly enough, especially on the finale. And I, I mean... Yeah. Talk about like emotions stirred up. I mean, it, what a solid uh, season of television it was. I absolutely nice. loved it. And I really, and Alex had mentioned a few times on the show, 
how he didn't like the younger comic, female comic, but that was the point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He nailed it by saying that. But, I mean, the show brought it around to where I, by the end, I actually liked her and cared about the character. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that, along with um, what's-her-faces, I can never think of her Gene name. Gene Smart's. Gene Smart's performance. Um, and even Shooter McGavin, too. Like, just, just a oh, great friggin' show. The only thing I could probably do without, although he's part of moving the plot forward, is the... Uh, the the gay assistance yeah, uh-huh. relationship, if you will, just because when you have a show like this, you're so focused on the main characters. Sometimes the secondary characters, you're just kind of like, ah, I don't really need this. Yeah, well, that guy um, was able to open up his eyes to, you know, what I guess the job that he was in. Yeah, know? well, I mean, the, the character's story is fascinating as far as like how he got the job. Yes, being you a know, fan, so, right? Yeah, so I want more between him and Gene Smart. Yeah. You know, than anything. I mean, he, you know, but now I think we'll get that because he's, you know, got whatever without spoiling it. Mm-hmm. He's got a different career moving into the next season. So, yeah, I can't I'm I'm psyched that it wasn't a one-off because we've been dealing with a lot of one-offs lately and a lot of times that's a good thing, but for this one, I'm excited there's going to be a season 2. So, I think Hacks is just a phenomenal show. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah and going back to uh Kevin real quick. I don't know if there's a season 2, but there could be, and I hope there is. So that's where that's where I'm at. Like I don't want nice. this to stop right right where it is, where it ended. So what else and you got? The other show. Uh, I mean, highly disappointed this past week actually that they did not air an episode of Hell's Kitchen. They've oh. taken off this past your vacation Monday and the Monday coming up. If you're listening to this uh, Monday morning. No show this week either. Apparently, they've taken two weeks off for the Olympics. And, you know, I'm a sports guy, but that's nonsense. Give me my Hell's Kitchen. Uh, <laughs> so and here's here's an instance. And I'm, I'm, I promise you there's more than you would think where I say fuck sports and give me a break. I mean, I, this is yeah. Hell's Kitchen here, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think this season is – I think everything – give me a break. I'm a fight for Hell's Kitchen. Me too. I mean, you're eating Wellingtons and rubbing it in my face. Listen <laughs> – the show is friggin' great, and this season is hilarious because they all suck, and it's just an opportunity for Gordon Ramsay to absolutely unload on 20-something-year-olds who think they know everything, and he lets them know they know nothing, and it is just glorious TV. It's, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. I picked my winner a very long time ago in my head, uh, so I'm hoping— Tall black part... guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's—I he's, mean— he is light years above everyone else as far as uh, just being, like, an adult, being mature, and being great in the kitchen. Yeah. Other than that, no one else uh, comes close. I think there's a couple of, of of the girls that can actually cook, but I don't think they're ready to – like, I forget, I forget what the Asian girl's name is. She oh, Bryn? Is, she can she can like handle the kitchen. I don't. Um, like but her. she I could never imagine her winning. And then there's a couple of the girls mm. that can like cook the steaks and the fish really good, which a lot of these idiots can't do. So that kind of has them stand out. But yeah, I would I would think reality his... roundup. Oh, I love reality. <laughs> no, I don't love reality TV. I love Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> competition shows. Competition. Yeah, shows. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it. I got, and then it's just the big, the White Lotus, which I White Lotus episode oh three God. this week, halfway uh, through. It's a six episode season. I that's believe. it, huh? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, this could be this could go on for a while. I feel like, but 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 I'm it'll going. be good if it doesn't. Correct. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, you can't complain whether a show is long or short until it starts getting bad. <laughs> like okay, if it's bad, so, like why couldn't this be short? If it's good, you're like, why didn't it keep going? Yeah. So I want to ask. Uh, let me uh, ask some questions. Go ahead. What is it about this show? I, I mean, first of all, do you like it? Yeah, I do. I do okay. really like this show. Why? Like, what is it about this show? Because I have like 15 different answers to that question. It's the it's it comes down to the the actors that are in it and the characters that are playing because the story isn't amazing. It's the characters that are that are there on screen at that yeah. time and the writing. We watched the trailer and we both kind of like looked at each other, me and my wife, and we're like, "All right, let's give it a shot. Let's yeah. see what this is all about." Mm-hmm. And the way they, you know, a lot of times we complain about a series giving you basically the end result and then flashing back a week or two and giving you the story. Well, it opens with that. Yeah. Correct. In this instance, it's brilliant because (laughs) just seeing that gives me a context to why I'm watching the show because going into it after the trailer, I didn't have any fucking idea why we were watching it. We were watching it for the simple fact that you and Alex said you were watching it. And that is why I wanted to watch it. Okay. After one episode, the two of us looked at each other and we were just like, I got to need so much more of this right now. Like we could not get enough of Jennifer Coolidge. Mm-hmm. Friggin oh my God. Her the la- this last episode was oh, fucking hysterical. As soon as I knew what Armand was doing <laughs> yeah. to the douchebag husband, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, there was 20 minutes of that episode where I'm just sitting on the couch going, let's get to the boat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And she blew it out of the water. She was fucking (laughs) amazing. Every line she had in the pauses. Mother, mother, mother. (laughs) She's phenomenal at line deliveries. It'll be like a a five-word sentence, but it'll take her 30 seconds to get it out because her, like, comedic pauses are unbelievable. In this fucking Humble show, it. she's so fucking. The woman, anything we've ever watched her in in the in recent history, she yeah. comes on screen, and and Carrie and I will say the same thing. We're like, oh, what did she do to herself? Like, we can't get by the work done on this woman, or just her appearance in general. Then yeah. she starts acting. Forget it. We fall in love with the woman on like one line delivery. We're like, oh my god, favorite character. Like, there's just something about her. It kind of fits her character is... because you're like, this character would get work done, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'll so allow nice. it because this character would totally get this uh, these bo- this Botox. Oh, but she, oh, she, and the son. Oh, and I was losing my mind over Steve Zahn. I could not place him. And oh, really? I, I, oh, I mean, that thing you do, I figured it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just like, he's aged... Only in like gray hair. I mean, he looks exactly. Yeah, he the looks same. exactly the same. It's, so, yeah, it's it's like an one of those um, aging apps. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He's great too, man. Holy God! The, I mean, his plot line when he calls his uncle. Holy <sighs> Jesus, that is fucking hilarious. This show. <laughs> I'm dying over. The, I mean, people, if you're not watching this shit, check it out. I mean, I don't know if it's for everybody, but. You got Pete liking it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this again, this is, is I mean. this is another show where it's just a, a day in a life of people on vacation plus the staff, right? Just 
a day in the life through yeah, you're at a resort in Hawaii. That's it. I mean, yeah. that's the setting. Yeah. And just people have their own shit going on. Families have their own drama going on. Couples have their own shit going on. But you're just kind of like a fly on the wall. Yeah. Connie Britton's yeah. killing it. I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, her, that sit down she has with the with Rachel Patton, with the like the career discussion. Yeah, Unbelievable. yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. I'm, there's a lot of – it's like kind of a lot of slap you in the face just – reality type moments that they're not too far fetched mm-hmm. where you can see these things happening in real everyday life. They're completely dramatic and like, Oh shit moments, but they're not like, Oh shit. Shock value moments. They're just, Oh shit. Like, wow, that shit has happened before. It's not something I ever want to go through, but Holy fuck. Like yeah. the writing is on point. Like this show. It's a great fucking time. Yeah. When they're sitting at the bar, he sees the the, the Armand turns to Steve Zahn. He goes, "You want to find out?" I was going to open up the show with that that bit. Would have been the best. I know. I didn't want to. I think there's some f words in there. That's all right. I know. Um, The the two girls they're still the worst characters. Yes, hundred percent. And do we just assume that Connie Britton's daughter is in love with her friend? Like, is that Yes. Right? That's basically that's, that's what they're feeding us. That, that if you if you're not getting that impression, you're not paying attention. Okay. Cuz I'm just like, why does she fucking care that much? And now, like it could be girls that age, she could just be jealous that she's not getting all of her girlfriend's attention that she brought on vacation with her family. That 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 could be an explanation here, but they're laying it on pretty thick that but, it's more than that. But it has to be the jealousy of the attention because the the stuff that the daughter has issues with in society or cares about, you know, like uh, not being, um, you know, homophobic and stuff like that. Like I, she's like the typical – I don't know. What is it? Gen X? I don't even know what, what this younger generation whatever, – Yeah, whatever today's like – the high schooler is. Yeah, so you would you would think that she would be out or at least know that her friend is out because apparently it doesn't seem like her friend is gay at all. Right. But Well, it, there's it, a scene in the first episode mm-hmm. when <clears throat> they are they do the drugs in the pull-out couch. Yeah. When they show when they first break everything out and then the the brothers locked is you know has to sleep in the kitchen yeah and the next morning Connie Britton comes out and he says he makes a comment he goes oh there was a bunch of lesbian noises out here and the friend says oh. we're not lesbians we were we're sea hags and I was like what the fuck is that mean so I went to Urban Dictionary oh I'm glad you did this because I was about to open up a new tab right now okay good <laughs> yeah I, well I'm gonna have to bring it up right now but at least now I know how to. Spell it because it's S E A like sea hag, yeah, sea hag. Um, oh god, that's why I there's a there's just so you know, there's a bar called Sea Hag, okay. Um, oh god damn it, I'll pull it up, but anyway, the explanation I'm about to find me is not lesbian. Oh, so. okay, oh, here, a woman that looks as though she has been ravaged by years at sea, no, no. These women must have been beautiful and attractive at one time or still dress as though they are. They could be young. No, that's not it. <laughs> well, why are you looking at that? Why? 
they're not lesbians. That's okay. that was the point of her comment. Okay, sorry. So if, sorry if to if waste it, everyone's time on that. If anyone hasn't seen the show or hasn't heard anything about it, I could probably explain like how it opens, right, in the airport. Yeah, right, of course. Right for first five minutes. Yeah. So it opens up with uh, one of the characters, Shane. He's looking out the window at the tarmac, and he sees this. I guess. Uh, a body bag? It's a coffin. It's a coffin. Coffin. Wooden box. Being loaded onto a plane. That's all we know. Later on, we see that Shane is on his honeymoon with, uh, you know, his wife. I guess you, every, you know, the audience is assuming that it's her. But as the show is going on, it could be fucking anyone or it has nothing to do with anybody. Right. It has to, though, because they opened up with it. So it's someone that... He met, he knew, he came in contact with, because he's a he's a different character in that in the uh, terminal than he is at the resort. Now, Alexandra Daddario. Yeah, you guys. I mean, I, I could just picture Alexandra Daddario. <laughs> like, she's pretty well known. Um, I take it. Yes, she was in True Detective, okay. the Woody Harrelson uh, season. Okay. Um, okay. Yes. Yes. She was in uh, Skyscraper. Is that what it's called with The Rock? Is that what it was called? Wasn't she in Baywatch with him too or something? Oh, she was in uh, Baywatch. Yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Baywatch. She's pretty She's pretty big right now. Yeah, she was in a Texas Chainsaw remake too. Uh, yeah. yeah, people know who she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people know her for her good. boobs. I think more than yeah, than for real. Her, than her filmography, yeah, really, really her boom, her her boobography more than her filmography. <laughs> There's fucking titties. We're not talking about titography. Oh yeah, Jesus. <laughs> but having a great time. It's just like can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, I just don't care about the two girls. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There, there's a lot of them. Um, well, Sydney Sweeney's from. Um, Sharp Objects with Amy Adams. Did you so see that? Her. I had to. Yeah, I did. I did watch that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think I read the book. I think I read the book of that first. Actually, oh, I, I just spoiled it. myself. Don't don't go further down in the cast. Okay. Okay. Because I just um, saw a cast member that has oh, not shit. come has not come up yet. And oh, uh, I know who it is. Oh, you, you didn't it? watch? You didn't watch Next on? No, I didn't. I okay. usually don't well, because I don't. She was wanna... in the trailer. I know who, it's a woman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she's in the trailer. That's oh, why okay, I know. okay. Yeah, I'm surprised she actually hasn't been on yet. Wait till this fourth. Up. Wait till. Oh. Oh, oh, it's, yeah, it's gonna be a whole nother level. Fantastic. Yeah, great show here. God, I mean, Can't the wait. girls. You know what? The the friend is not a very good actress. So, couple that with I. I mean, I guess she's cute, but I, I could. Take her or leave her, so it doesn't help. She and doesn't then, have a lot of lines the, either, though, on her, her defense, too. Yeah, and the daughter, just a little bitch. Oh, I mean, she's got, bitch, she's, got, bitch. she's got permanent bitch face of this show, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't have kids because I don't want that. Oh, boy. I lucked out once. <laughs> but, and the, and the, the character of the son with the Nintendo Switch and the fucking iPad and the cell phone. Oh. Just tremendous. His, his one line when. Uh, Connie Britton's trying to get everybody to go to breakfast and he just comes walking through the living room and he goes, Mom, uh, going to breakfast doesn't have to be a stressful situation. What oh, the yeah. fuck? He slams the door. <laughs> Carrie and I fell off the couch and she, then rewound it like five times. It's one of the best lines I've seen ever. Is she ever. A, 
Is Carrie loving this? Oh, she loves it. Yeah, yeah. She's, you know what she said to me after we finished episode three last night? She goes, I don't know about this Kevin can fuck himself. I mean, it's going to be tough to live up to this. I'm oh. like, yeah, you're really, like, into this show. Obviously. Oh, shit. But yeah, yeah. Big I mean, I'm watching these, you know, in tandem, and I can separate them, so. Sure, sure, yeah. Dude, I know I'm going to like that. I'm, I know I'm going to like Kevin. It's just, like I said, Hacks was had to be finished, and so. Dude, I'll, be, you I'll are... probably finish Kevin Can Fuck Himself this week leading up to when the three of you guys review it next week for Dude, sure. Dude, you're a Seinfeld fan. You are a Cheers fan. So the sitcom – the sitcom <laughs> – sitcom <laughs> the sitcom uh, gene is in there. Like you understand the sitcom. So you're going to understand what they're doing. Right. And you're not going to hate it. You're, you're, I think you're really yeah, going to yeah, like yeah. this show. Yeah. We are – not to, I mean, obviously to go off topic a little here, but we are about to finish season seven Seinfeld. On oh. And man, if season, season seven is Larry's final season as a writer, oh, I, I go to Google after each episode at this point, yeah. Google it and read about it because these are the most, it's such an iconic run of Seinfeld episodes this season. You're just like, Every time we go on, I just throw on a Seinfeld, yeah. and I'm like, holy shit, Marble Rye. You know, it's like there's just one after the other, and you just like, oh, my God. It's unbelievable. I, I'm curious to know once you get to eight if you see the Larry David-isms go away. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. And I'll, be, I'll to, be very keen to it this rewatch, yes. I'd love to, uh, to hear – or, if you know, maybe Jerry kept – a little Larry in his pocket when developing the episodes, and it's yeah, still yeah. And, the, and the spark is still there. The the David spark. I, mean, I, I can't wait to see. I I can recall just looking through some of the episode list post season seven. Yeah. There's a lot more kind of uh, how would I put this? Just a little bit more obnoxious. Like plot devices, like just oh, okay. The scenes are a little like the Puerto Rican Day Parade. I think was a little too like just. You kind of watch that episode, like oh god, this is just a little too Seinfeldy. You he know, doesn't want to wear the ribbon. That episode, no, no, oh. no. The ribbon one is the is the gay march. <laughs> oh, I love that. I can't, yeah, that is the best. Those he two are the best. Ribbon. Look at this on water. It's it's gorgeous. Pick it up. So what's the parade? <laughs> what's the parade one? The Puerto Rican Day Parade, I think they're in a car and they get stuck in traffic. Oh, okay. okay. Can, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Poor example. I, I'm going to – I'll start calling <laughs> it when I get towards the end of this year. I, I've been, I would watch Seinfeld all night every night if I could. Are you going to uh, review this on Awake and Bake if, soon? I'm sure I will once we finish, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get a, I get a complete, you know, I'm a completionist like Jack in his 365. Oh, Jack, he is a fucking – I'm just trying to be like my co-host, that's all. Yeah, and he's uh, he's killing it with his yes, Jack is. Attack Tuesdays, which you get on Patreon, five dollars a month. Yes. Um, you know what I was also thinking of? You have a kid. You like getting drunk. Hmm. You're angry. I'm wondering if Jim Law can get a new co-host for Angry. Oh drunk my movie god, you trying to give me more work? Well. <laughs> But then I was thinking, like, your kid is a little too young to be like logging onto YouTube on his own because that was like kind of the bulk of angry right. movie dads was showing their kids certain movies where I think your kid's a little too young right now to for you to be on that show but maybe down the road PJ and I have talked about doing it angry drunk sports dads and then, 
if you think, I mean, the timing's pretty good with Logan. If Logan ever wants to do one with me, we can. Yeah, once your kids. <laughs> once you get, they get to about five years old. Yeah, Play it's all dates. fucking. So funny, quick, funny story. Eden's birthday is September 24th. Carrie has been planning the Cars theme for yeah. a year. Okay. He's now fallen onto Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. And oh! She's like, is the, is the, she's like, is this fucking up all my plans? So we like, we're like, want to watch Cars? He's like, Story? We're like, uh-oh. Just make it a fucking Pixar theme at this That's point. That's what I said. Thank you, Johnson. That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, come on, we can have balloons for up. I'm like, he liked that one too. Like, there's options here. Just do, just do a whole, just fucking blow his mind with fucking Pixar. Everywhere he looks, it's a, it's a character he loves. I have not bought one Toy Story toy yet. I had an obsession with the Cars toys, so we've got most of those. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there is a Mr. Potato Head hidden because we mm. thought he was he would eat the parts when he was too young. So if he sees that, <laughs> it might change everything. <laughs> uh, other than that, I don't think there's any other TV. I don't know if anything's starting up recently, but next week, the uh, boys, Law and Alex, should be back to talk Kevin Finale. I'm sure they're going to want to talk about Episode three and four of White Lotus. Do you remember anything else they're watching that I'm not? I know they keep talking about I think you should leave. Oh, I can comment on that. I actually this week watched the first two episodes. And I'll just say (laughs) it's I I think if I was with you guys in Ohio, I would have went out on the deck with you. (laughs) And it's not and it's yeah, it's I'm not saying that I wanted to stand up and walk out on the show ten minutes in, but there's something about this comedy that I don't want to say I don't get it. Maybe I don't get it. I mean, it's just a little too obnoxious. That's – yeah. I, it's I, funny I, for me to say this next line, but it's a little too, like, poop jokes. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, mm. I, I don't know. Like, the I, whole the whole scene with the – in the ghost house and that – like, I don't think that's funny. Uh, to me, it's like, all right, funny the first time. But then they just ride the same joke out for five minutes, and I'm like, ah, I don't like it. You know, the I only know. thing it's, that it's, I saw was just like I saw that Stephen Yen episode when they're at they're at like a dinner party at his house. The kid from Walking Dead. Did you see that episode, or did you do? Did you jump right to season two? I jumped right to season two. Oh, okay. I forget what it was. Something about like giving gifts to somebody on their birthday or something like that. And it just like the jokes keep escalating it's the same joke but it's right. just like let's see how far we can go with this one joke no matter what like how it doesn't matter how fucking nuts it is we're just gonna see how far we can go there is no ceiling and we'll just end it when we think we've gotten to the ceiling and i think the com- that comedy doesn't sit well with me of just let's see how fucking far we can go with this one joke and and but that's i i retract a little bit because that's how we are on this show we fucking well, right i know i keep thinking that myself but at the same time i think if you and i watched all of season one there would be select few scenes that each of us would like yeah, because it would be funny to us for whatever reason. But yeah. as far as like being a, like for Jack Falvey to say, 
this is Rick and Morty isn't the funniest show on TV anymore. This is like, oh, shit. maybe that's the kind of stuff I shouldn't be hearing before I sit down to watch something. Cause that there's could... a bar. There's the bar now. Yeah. 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 But, but Jack and I have different um, senses of humor while also having similar, like we've, we've talked about that off air on wake and bake. It's like we bring contrasting opinions on certain things, which we, you know, consider to be a good thing, but like, He's got a different sense of humor than I do, so he's gonna he's gonna laugh at certain things. That I, what's the show that Alex and Law love, which is the guy that destroys the set? They're like fifteen minute episodes. He's real obnoxious, uh, and then he did that movie that was incredibly obnoxious. God damn it! You know God, who I'm talking about. I know right? exactly what you're talking about. I talked about him yesterday. God damn it! Everyone's yelling. Stop yelling! I'm well, typing. I know. I can't think of it. Uh, uh, stop yelling, everyone! I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Hear ye. Hear ye. Uh, Andre. Like, Andre. Andre. Oh, Eric Andre. Eric, Eric Andre. Andre. <laughs> Eric Andre. So, okay. I feel this is a similar style of comedy. I lean more to I, – I lean heavily more towards Eric Andre. Still getting the same, like, eh, I don't know vibe from Eric Andre, but I thought his fucking movie was hilarious. Well, did you see – have you ever seen the Eric Andre show? Yeah, that's what I mean. To compare the Eric Andre show to I Think You Should Leave, I kind of liked Eric Andre. I could get that a little more. And then I watched his movie. I liked the stupidity of that film. I thought right. it was really good. So and I loved Carrie the movie, was... and cool, yeah. I tapped out of the Eric Andre show. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't stick to it. Okay. The series, absolutely not. But that didn't – I wasn't like, eh, as much as I was with this one. All right, but I feel like I should give. I think you should leave a fair shot. I might have to. Maybe we should be season one buddies. Oh, God damn it! I owe it to Law and Alex. Out, just let me know so I can tap out. <laughs> I owe it to 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 Alex and Law. They're you know I wouldn't be here, and I wouldn't listen to their show if it wasn't for them. They're hysterical. Yeah, but you also wouldn't be the third host now if they didn't respect your opinion. So if you don't like it, you don't like <laughs> I it. I don't know why they, they keep me here, to be honest, <laughs> for my parts. You put in the work. You put in the work. You watch the films. <laughs> <laughs> you watch screeners. You deserve to be here. <laughs> but as a listener, I was, you know, they made me laugh. I get their humor. I'll give it a shot, but there's no promises. That's that's where I'll leave that. I, I, will, I, will, I will do my best to hit play. For I think you should leave. That's that's the best I could do. You can't did promise you, that I'll stay you, there. Yeah. Did you do any Michael Che? No, I don't like him. Oh, okay. Okay. Ooh, that I was mean, I don't uh, like that him. was a fucking law fucking burp. Where's that? <laughs> no, not that one. Hold on. Yeah. Nope. Not that one. <laughs> nope. Where is it? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. It sounded just like that. I don't fucking have it. All right. Anyway. That's fucking pizza, chicken roll, bourbon, vodka. Red Is it Bowl, this one? Beer. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I've done that one before. That's that's some, that's puke in your mouth right there. Wait, wait. <laughs> nope, not that one. <laughs> I wish it was that one. I'd feel a lot better. <laughs> There's definitely a note in there. Well, oh yeah, obviously I did the fucking Marilyn Manson bit to that one. Okay, what were you saying? Sorry. Um, Michael Che, I don't like him on SNL. No, I fucking really don't like him on SNL. Oh, it's fucking brutal. Well, he got but in I'll trouble. This, he got in trouble this week, by the way. Did he really? Yeah, 
He said something from his about his show or being on. He said something about um, Simone Bias about uh, on the Olympics. Oh, jeez. And he fucking like deleted his Instagram or something like that. Or oh, he he wow. he says his account got hacked due to a joke. But I don't oh, know shit. if that's like he that's a, I don't know if that's a joke either. So I know there was some criticism with him this week. Well, I don't know the the specifics. So if someone's like, "Bro, he's fucking kidding," calm down. I don't know the specifics. I just saw him trending, and saw right. that, okay. that he turned, you know, all that shit. So. Well, I've I haven't watched the whole season of Michael Che, but I think I've watched four or five episodes. What I will say, and I guess that's a Alex, lot. I know that's a lot. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, I'll throw it on. Like if Carrie goes to bed early, I, and we're, we're on HBO Max, I'll it's sitting there as like you know next, and so I'll just like throw it on. So, Alex, I know you listen to everything, so maybe you could speak on this or I'll call in next week about this. But I get Chappelle vibes on the structure of the comedy show. You know what I mean? So you have between comedy skits, you've got Michael Che sitting there. I mean, you know, just assume it's him sitting backstage. Uh He speaks on a topic. Yeah. Leads to a joke, usually actually pretty funny. I actually like him in these scenes where I was kind of with you. I don't like him on SNL, but it's kind of funny. And then you get your skit kind of on that topic. So I don't hate it, honestly. Um, I I will say, though, I'm, since I'm getting Chappelle vibes, I, like my question to Alex would be, do you think he's kind of like biting off of Chappelle show formula, kind of? Oh, maybe. You know? But then again, how old is Chappelle show at this point? At least a decade, right? Oh yeah, probably more. I, so, I know he like r- he uh, ripped on uh, Key and Peele on one of his stand-ups for stealing his his uh, format and stuff. Chappelle did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, my the point I was trying to get to is Michael Che might. I mean, Chappelle could be his idol. Yeah, I guess. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I think. Yeah. I have my head in my head. I'll be like, oh, this is kind of really Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And then other times I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny. You know? He's <laughs> the king. It. Chappelle's the king, right? Chappelle, yeah, he's he's everything. His Mark, the Mark Twain special is an oh, yeah. absolute must watch. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. That was a, that was a setnik. Jesus. <laughs> that was an extra. Very original. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Chappelle's the best, man. Does he got, I wonder if he's got anything coming out soon. He should. He should, but he don't got to do shit. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Um, Should we get – right, that's TV. I don't know what else is coming out, like I said. I don't know what else the boys are watching. I just know Lotus and Kevin we'll talk about next week. I've been waiting for Yellowstone got delayed and then this Dexter thing. I don't even know what is about to happen with that, but I unfortunately will be watching Mm. because my wife is diehard Dexter. We we did a die a Dexter rewatch. Yeah. Probably during COVID. And um it was it was just as bad the second time through. <laughs> when you get past season 4, the show just goes in the tank and we fucking sat through it oh. and yeah. So, I can't of all the shows. Mhm. How is this one coming back? And it's it's like a fucking car accident. I have to see it. Like I have to it's see gotta what is be going. It's got to be a fan base. Oh, Which, big uh, time. Let me ask you. He he that this this car, or this actor was in uh 6 feet under, right? Yeah, Michael C. Hall, yeah. Would what would be a better kind of revival show? 
What, six feet or Dexter? No, six feet. There, there's there six feet like, ends. There's, there's no. Oh, there's no, there's no picking no, up no. the pieces. It's okay. like Sopranos. You're not coming back. You can okay. only prequel. You can okay. only prequel. Yeah. Never seen either one, so I'm just asking. Right. Understood. Yeah. No. <laughs> six Six Feet's one of the is is highly acclaimed one of the greatest uh, series finales of all time. Oh, okay. And I could say this. I could tell you. I mean, you're not gonna ever watch it. You try. Never. I, I fucking okay. tapped out hard. So when the when the series actually ends, the last they um, the daughter Claire gets in the car, puts on a song, and yeah. as the final song plays and she drives along the coastline of the Pacific Ocean, the each character in the series that is still alive yeah. is shown over the net, basically you know jumps decade to decade until their death. Oh, okay. So you are shown how everybody's every character's life ends in the future. Would so you like that for other shows? If they did that format, like kind of, it's one of the main. It's one of the like top five reasons I think Six Feet's one of the best shows I've ever. I mean, I think it's the uh, Six Feet's my number one. It's, wow. It's, it's yeah. It's it's. I mean, it can change. And that's drama, or that's any TV show. Because I feel like Seinfeld would be. Yes, I, I know. I know. It's, okay. Oh, no, no. I'm not I, to... I, I always try to put a little less weight on a. Con- I, I just try to. I, I always would say I would separate the two: comedy and drama. Okay. Right. So lo- I love Sopranos. I love Six Feet. I love The Wire. I love Breaking Bad. I love Lost. Yeah. You know, I can I can rattle off ten drama series, no problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, comedy, Curb, Seinfeld. Um, so a t uh, a a one list would destroy you. <laughs> what's that? If you had to yes, make one yeah. top ten, list. I don't think I would put Seinfeld. I don't think I would put it number one. Okay, I, but okay. it might be five. Okay, know, but yeah, I mean Sopranos five. I don't know, man. I've never had to do it. I always separate. <laughs> oh my god, we may have to fucking do a fucking top ten TV list for you oh i love when you guys i love episodes like that because i mean i've a lot of what i've watched i mean you go over the last 15 you know 10 years or more it's all based on this on bingecast so watch a lot of this stuff i like i love the leftovers i thought was an incredible three season series you know Mm. but it's debatable Mm. are you doing handmaids yes i do watch handmaids that's over though right no Wait the, wait, the the season's over though, right? The season is okay. over, right? So, I mean, Law's experience, Law and Jess's experience was similar to Carrie and I's this season. Yeah. Um, what we read post season was the executive producer, creator, whoever the hell makes these decisions, said he will do Handmaids as long as Elizabeth Moss wants to stay on. So, okay. that right there is a concern because. While this season finally got us closer to somewhat of an ending, yeah. that sounds like showtime to me right there. So that's very <laughs> scary. That's very, very scary. <laughs> so. Oh, God. I, I, I'm not doing that show ever. That show's ever. got an incredible premise, but they have been dragging it out for sure. All right. Well, stay tuned next week when hopefully Jim and Alex are back and we'll see what they're talking about with TV. Um, moves. Should we get some? Uh, what'd you watch this week? I got two of them. I'm very excited. Fucking, let's get it on. <laughs> I've been really trying. 
Solid. Oh, thank you, sir. Trying to walk this here movie for so long. And if you drink like I drink, baby. Come on. Oh, come on. Whoo. Tell me what you want. So soulful. What the fuck you watch? What the fuck you watch? What the fuck you watch? What are you doing, you cocksucker? You fucking watching Oh, fantastic. All right. Let's save the uh, biggie for last. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about, I want to get this title right, because the two of us fucked up. Oh man! On Not, I fucked up a little. I fucked. Oh, up you fucked hour. way worse than I did, sir. <laughs> okay, oh hold on. Let me get the title. I want to get the title correct, which should have been prepared <sighs> earlier. But I think it's called the same thing, and that's why there's an issue. Okay. I blame AMG because <laughs> when I searched Woodstock '99, the first thing that came up, I fucking clicked on, and I did not understand why I was watching. A two and a half hour recap. It was the official video uh, video of the fucking festival, and I'm like, "Well, this is the same as the uh, Woodstock '94 video." I'm like, "All right, I don't understand why the fuck I'm watching this for the binge cast, but yeah. Pete and I could do a commentary on this and fucking laugh our asses off." Mm-hmm. But there are those cuts. There were a lot of the footage from the actual Woodstock '99 Peace, Love, and Rage, which we are going to actually review. Yeah. A lot of those clips of, you know, the events on the grounds and the and the fans that attended and stuff that was actually all in the other documentary. As well. Oh, okay. It's not a doc. The other one's not a documentary though. It's just a. It's just a concert. Just the footage. concert. The pay per view, yeah, yeah. I guess. Concert. Yeah. So yeah. Now, I was watching it while I was on the Peloton. I was watching it when I was lifting weights in my basement today. I was skipping like I should. Carol Crow. Well, sorry. Listen, I gotta lose some weight. Um, I skipped Cheryl Crow, I skipped Jewel, I skipped Alanis, I skipped Seven Dust. When it, when an act came up that I didn't give a shit about seeing, because I once I realized it was just performance footage, yeah. I just skipped it. So I didn't lose two and a half hours, but I certainly lost over an hour and a half. Yeah. And uh, I'm texting with Chad C., who had hit me up earlier in the week about it, and he goes, ah, oh, it's so rapey. And I'm like, what mm. the fuck is he talking about? All I saw was music and boobs the entire fucking time. Rape against the machine? Is that what he's talking about? Yeah. Rape, yeah. <laughs> so then I, then he says something about 20, 30 minutes in. He thought it got a little too political. And I'm like, hold on a second. Go to the Plex. <laughs> look at what I watched. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's from 99. What is going on? And then I found the other one. And I just was... So mad, but I got I got it in. I got it in. So I also <laughs> did the same thing. I turn on Woodstock '99, 
And it opens up with uh, James Brown, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Friday the run- at noon. Yeah, and I, I saw the runtime. And I remember looking this up this week. And I was like, I thought this was like an hour something. And then when I click on Woodstock 99, it's two and a half hours. And I go, wait. And, I, and James Brown pops on. And I'm just sitting through a full song without any talking heads. Yeah, uh, you know, like coming in and being like, well, right. you know, James Brown opened up the whole show and set the tone for the weekend. And I'm like, none of this is – there's nobody talking. I'm watching a fucking full song here and then I pause it and I go, this is fucking two and a half hours. I'm like, there's no way because I saw there's something Woodstock 99 that's an hour something. So then I did a, a fucking research, changed AMG to like release date. You know, 2021, newest shit. And then I found it. An HBO, Max. Luckily, I caught it very early on. Tom, I apologize. Well, yes. <laughs> That's okay. That's I was okay. going to text you to be like, listen, there's two on here. But I'm like, he's not going to make the same mistake I did. When, it, when we're talking about content for the binge cast, I now am very educated on this festival. <laughs> <laughs> okay? So I got a lot to say. <laughs> Real quick, I want to open up with saying either – I must have forgotten that there were two – and I apologize for the giant music fans out there. I had, I totally forgot that there were two Woodstocks. And when I say that I forgot, when I was watching this, I just assumed that there was one in the 90s. I did not even – when I say I don't remember, it's hard to explain because if I say, oh, I forgot that there were two, it's because it, – and I'm not saying that, oh, I remembered that there were two. It's like I didn't even – I didn't even know there were two. But obviously there right. were two and obviously I was aware of it back then because it was it was everywhere. It was on t- MTV, whatever. I don't even know how to fucking explain that there were two in the 90s. But there's, not, there's, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you not knowing because 94 was the memorable one. 94 was the 25th anniversary of 69. It, it's actually addressed in this documentary early on because the promoters, mm-hmm. who's actually the same guy from 69 and 94. That's says, unbelievable. Isn't it? Oh, my God. And there's the early clip of him from 69 where he drives away on his motorcycle and he's like, I don't know. He goes, I think if it wasn't for politics, this would this would be the easiest event ever. And he drives away on his motorcycle. When they showed that clip, I go, there's no way this guy's still alive. And then he's he's there. (laughs) He's like Steve's on. He looks the same. It's like an app. It's unbelievable. He says we figured after 94, we do one every five years. So every generation, every college senior and high school senior gets the opportunity to have this experience. Yeah. Notice how that happened. They got around to that once and then it's over. Right? <laughs> there was no 20, 2004. <laughs> so I'm I'm going into this Woodstock documentary thinking I'm going to see the Green Day Nine the Inch mud. Nails Mud documentary. And I was very excited. And that's not what I got. No. You got the (laughs) worst fucking festival lineup of all time. I mean, I say that as far as whoever compiled this list of artists has 
no clue about music. But at the same time, it this documentary does a great job of explaining why this was the lineup and and what the state of music was in 1999. It, it's I think this is a fascinating documentary. I think it's it's very informative and, yeah. and, and it's it's very basic. And and I love the talking heads from MTV mm-hmm. and I love the straight correlation to 1999 being the breakout of the NSYNC, the Backstreet Boys, the Britney Spears. And this festival was like the anti-TRL. Correct. And, and it's fun- that that's all you really need to know, you know? Yeah. And and like the bro down that ensues at this festival. I mean, the the clips of the fucking I guess you would call it the first 50 rows if there was actually seating. Yeah. Yo, you could not Pete, you could not fucking pay me anything to ever be in that sea of people. I was having so much anxiety watching this right? document. Oh like, my god. And I know I'm going to a few concerts this summer, this fall. I know it's not going to be anything like this, but my anxiety, my hatred of uh, people, <laughs> just like, is this going to, is this, am I going to get into this, this, uh, this fall, this summer? Like, I don't even want to go to a concert. Pete, if you were in the top billing band, if you were the drummer of the top billing band of this festival, call yeah. it Bush. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever the, you know, the, the night high, the each headliner was. Yeah. You would be fucking out of there. You would be helicoptered off the stage uh, and <laughs> out of that venue. You would not even walk through the VIP people on no. the side of the stage. No, I'm, I'm, I'm total Moby in this. Um... <laughs> For real. Uh, I'm done. I'm out. I'm Tom, out. do you have you, – you said you had the wiki up. Do you have uh, some of the, the, the lineup or some of the artists from 99? Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, can, I can roll half of them off the top of my head right yeah. now because the fascination to me was like – so, OK. Here's a couple bands that were not highlighted in either thing I watched. <laughs> one's a documentary and one's a live Oh, that's true because you didn't get – we didn't get every band. They right. didn't talk about – so a like Mo was Mo was there. Mo was like the one jam band representative. Like Mickey Hart from the Grateful Dead did his like Planet Drum nonsense. Give me a break. Like okay. Guster, who cares? Wait, uh, Guster was there too. Guster was on the the live clips one, but That's like Counting Crows is there. They're mentioned, but they're not shown. Okay. Um, even Matthews being shown in both videos. Uh, they're lucky they got out of there alive. I mean, but they are a bro band. There are a lot of jam era. bands in '99. I think Rusted Root was there. Root was there, which is cool. Yeah. So a lot of jam bands were there, which yeah does not fit. I guess the overwhelming. Which is verb? Oh my god! Well, here, here, here's on the Friday night West stage. Okay. Yeah. The final three bands that performed were The Roots, Insane Clown Posse, and then George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. Who scheduled Insane Clown Posse in between two hip-hop bands, that two is, funk bands? That is bizarre. And I, I – uh, Insane Clown Posse is one of the performances in the 99 video that I watched where I watched about 
two minutes of it and I was like, get me the fuck out of here. And that's when I started fast forward and shit because I, I just wasn't sure what was going on. <laughs> but then like Corn, who I actually liked in college and saw them open for Ozzy Osbourne. So mm-hmm. I get it. But yeah. oh my god, you couldn't you couldn't put me a hundred yards from that stage for that performance. Oh God! So basically, yeah. basically, so there's a lot of heavy stuff. Is what the, the whole the whole issue is? Yeah, Everybody's like, yeah, Metallica. You've got Rage. You've got Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit, who was like inciting riots. I mean, I never heard the F word more times in my life than the five minute clip of his performance, and that was in the dock. Yeah, and. uh uh, what's the other one? Seven Dust. They don't I mean, show them, are... though, right? What's that? They don't show them. No, but they were in the other oh, okay. one I watched. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, Godsmack, Megadeth, Metallica. I mean, Chili Peppers was even kind of trying. Like, I mean, Flea was completely naked with his, with his pee-pee out. I mean, there was a lot of <laughs> pee-pee out. They're just inciting. They were just trying to incite. <laughs> Is your mom in the of... room? They have to say a pee-pee. I just I don't want to talk about Flea's dick. It just gives him like that's, that's the whole point. I don't want to. I don't like that band, and I don't want to give them the props that they're looking for with their fucking dicks out. Now so. let me ask you. So the Chili Peppers, when you were watching the actual concert, yes, did you were you understanding the uh, correlation of the fires and them playing fire, or was it until the documentary did that make sense? It was when I. It was when I watched the clip of them playing fire that I remembered. Oh, okay. The fires happened, and then I watched the documentary. But okay, I knew there was something about fire, and then yeah, and and it sucked. The so, performance of it sucked. Sorry. So Woodstock '99 for me, the doc that I watched, nothing rang any bells for me. I don't remember. One performance, I don't remember any artist. I may have not even watched 99. That's why I was so disappointed that this wasn't 94. And I'm right. thinking this is 94. I just I just thought there was one in the 90s. My fucking idiotic brain obviously got rid of this one or didn't remember this one. I mean, we were both in college at this time. I don't see your college self or my college self. Not We did not know each other at this point, but I can't see either of us looking at this lineup and saying, man, I got to be there. I think we both looked at this lineup and said, oh, Dave Matthews, but really nobody else that I – I mean, okay, at that time it's like, all right, G-Love, Jamiroquai, The Roots, but I don't need to fucking go to Bonnaroo for this shit. Like we were seeing Matthews two, three times a summer anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know my brain my brain fingers. I don't remember it either, man. I really don't. I remember I'm with you. I'm completely with you. I remember 94. But I, I guess don't. 94 didn't have the shit show problems that 99 did, which people died, people were raped, people were sexually harassed, there were riots, there were fires. There was destruction. I guess that's why this documentary was made. I guess 94. I'm, I'm thinking I'm just watching a behind. I thought I was going into it watching a behind the scenes of why, you know, there's footage of this Woodstock. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I just thought it was just going to be a behind the scenes. Right, right. And it was, but it wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting more um, music 
and um, I don't know. This is more of like a fucking. Uh-huh. There's there, there's a lot of opinion here. This is kind of a like like Chad C had said to me in a text. He's like, it gets a little political. I don't know if political is the right word, but it's definitely like um, you know, it's like it's like I'm I have this stance on this. Like you, like there's the one talking head. It's the blonde woman who's the journalist. Yeah, and she's very feminist. She's very left wing. She's <clears throat> you know like the whole thing about. I mean, there's so many, there's fucking titties in this thing. I mean, it, the amount of tits I saw today watching four and a half hours of Woodstock 99 footage. <laughs> four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. There's, there's one, there's the one uh, account of the kid writing the journal. And yeah. it, it, like they read it out loud. And his one of his lines is, I've seen so many tits today. It's actually getting old. You know what? Couldn't have said it better myself. I actually got sick of tits today. Like, I saw so many muddy shit tits. I saw – it's just unbelievable the amount of tits that was on this. So, Law, check it out. There's fucking titties. There's fucking but, titties. Yeah, so that being said, the the one talking head journalist – so the whole issue is, well, after they talk about the rapey rapey and this and that mm-hmm. – so the one guy says, well, listen, you know, if these girls are taking off their tops and they're crowd surfing and they're doing this and they're doing that, you can't take them completely out of fault if somebody gropes them. And then 15 people agree and then they cut to this journalist and she goes, that's bullshit. We're not asking for anything and blah, blah, blah. And well, that was like the it. offspring guy. Well, I appreciated what he did because imagine what he's looking at. Yeah. I mean, I've seen stuff when we were playing. I'm just like, it's like at the red line. I'm like, is that actually happening right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, it's called alcohol. Like, let's call it what it is. Kids are, the the crowd is 18, you know, probably to 70, but the majority of those crowds are, it's a college scene. Yeah. And people are partying and it's predominantly male and chicks. White, white. Boys, yeah, this is like, like... <laughs> I thought the DMX clip was hilarious. Oh my but god, listen, you know, I don't know, it was interesting, to... but it, it wasn't was inter- what I... I think it was <laughs> okay. Go ahead, it yeah. was interesting, but it wasn't what I wanted because it wasn't what I thought I was watching. I was expecting, right. you know, talking to Green Day or Trent Reznor about. <laughs> It's not yeah, 94. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right. So I went into this documentary expecting a completely different documentary, let alone different concert. Um, so this was a little bit more heavier uh, than I thought I was getting. Again, rape, yeah. sexual harassment, uh, riots. I mean, this was just a shit show. It... <laughs> These fucking white boys, man, are the worst. These fucking college white boys are the worst. And they have a guy at the end, the frozen pretzel guy, talking about, you know, I was in the truck. I fucking found water. I found frozen pretzels. I was looting. I was tearing down walls. And he didn't look anything like uh, a guy who would do that. But he admitted, like, this is Sunday night, last night, we were heat exhaustion, boozed up, and it, it and it just happened. 
That's what these. That was his excuse. Was don't know Listen, why I did let it. Let me it tell you something. Happened. Let me tell you something, Pete. Yeah. I in college freshman year. <laughs> okay, I would I would come onto my dorm floor at four o'clock in the morning, bombed out of my fucking mind. I would sprint to the water fountain, leap and kick it off the fucking wall like, every week, every weekend, every weekend. It's just. At that age, when you are fucking boozing, there mm-hmm. is something else going on, okay? One night I kicked it off. It flooded the entire girls' floor below. And the <clears> cops <throat> looked for somebody. They didn't have cameras. I didn't get caught. Hopefully this doesn't incriminate me now. Putting this out <laughs> They're the still looking for but, that guy. They... Yeah. But that being said, you put three hundred and fifty to 400,000 of the same individuals onto yeah. an Air Force base, <sighs> allow drugs and alcohol... It's 110 degrees and put rage-tastic music on stage. You're asking for it. So honest, and I have to honestly say that with all that being said and all the problems that happen on college campuses and yada, 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 alcohol and drugs in America, I don't think that the results of this festival are as bad as it really could have been because – it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Like, obviously, none of this stuff should happen. But for the most part, the majority of the people gathering... I mean, I've gone to 10 fish festivals, at least sixty to 70,000 or more. Mm-hmm. There's been water issues. There's been overflowing... I mean, again, don't want to spoil the poop cast, but porta potty issues. Yeah. All types of shit. Yeah. You're asking for it when you set up these things because you're trusting humanity. Humanity can't be trusted. People are fucking idiots, man. And then you give them alcohol? I mean, give me a break. So I think that overall when you watch this doc, in the end, as bad as the things that you know have happened, it's – like the one guy even said that after the Limp Biscuit performance, he's like, we're, we're lucky that during that performance, nobody got hurt. Kerry was watching it with me at that point. The two of us looked at each other and said, nobody got hurt? It looked like 150 people got hurt in the front row. You know? Yeah, They're yeah. pulling people over the rail. Like you see all those clips where the, the Beatles used to perform. Michael Jackson used to perform. And they're pulling fucking bodies over the railing. People are passing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, so... You know, I don't want to say it's part of live music. No, I, I mean I, I, the the promoters here fucked up. I don't think it was the right lineup, but that was what music was at that time. Heat exhaustion thing, or getting drunk, or uh, you know what was it? The hypothermia cases and stuff like that. Like I get, but the sexual harassment shit. Oh yeah, or, no, or I'm not rape. trying to condone that. Right? Yeah. No, uh, of course, of course. Like I understand you could do dumb shit. I I, I don't understand the you know, tearing down some of the walls or starting the fires like that's that stuff doesn't really make sense to me. But I understand like maybe getting hurt in the pit or just like too many people with the heat and passing out. Like I get stuff like that. But when it comes to like violence, sexual harassment, destruction of property, like what? Come on. Well, I know. I mean, I agree with all that, but I will say the destruction of property thing you're allowing. I mean, you're there's. 18 and up. Yeah. Drinking age is 21. 
Yeah, Everybody yeah. from 18 to 21 is drinking at this festival. So. You're not wrong. You got idiots. It's amateur, it's idiots. amateur hour. It's amateur yeah, yeah, yeah. hour. It could be the first time half of them are drinking. For yeah, me, it's the uh, famous know? line, yeah. I remember my first beer line. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, But uh, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to condone any of it. I'm kind of more trying to review the documentary as saying, okay, this isn't anything I haven't seen already. You just, you just condensed it all into, you know, you just put 300,000 idiots into one space. Yeah. And they, that, a lot of them know. broke in too, which was another thing too. Well, yeah, that was the whole point of that fence was because of in 94, they broke down the metal fences and let everybody in. So they thought at this air force base, it was going to be more um, yeah. concealed. And they when all, they all fucking kicked everything over. I'm so I was so dumb watching this thing. I'm like, there's so much fucking concrete macadam blacktop roads. I'm like, where's that mudslide from the Green Day performance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. What happened? This Ugh. was worse. They were just swimming in shit. Oh, gross. A thing I found while uh, searching this. So this is an HBO original, and it's called Music Box. You know, Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage. So I look up Music Box, and it's a collection of documentaries created by this guy, Bill Simmons, which is kind of like um, a 30 for 30, but music. So this was the first film. Um, The next one is – or maybe not the next one, but this this is the lineup. So the next one's called Jagged. So it's a Alanis Morissette and the the groundbreaking album Jagged Little Pill. So that's going to be a documentary. There's a DMX documentary coming out. A Kenny G doc. Uh, Mr. Saturday Night, which is uh, the untold story of Robert Stigwood, which I have no idea. That's a disco thing. Uh, Juice World, which is uh, exploring the late hip hop star. I don't know. Um, I don't know that one. But th- this will be interesting. This like kind of 30 for 34 music but where's that 1994 fucking uh well i just think that you and i should do a commentary and watch the 1994 concert footage because there's so it's it's when i was watching the 99 one i'm like wow this is this would be an incredible commentary because they show all the fans in the crowd while we can critique the bands on yeah 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 Like, like everclear was so bad was that 94 or 99 that was 99. Like the stuff I watched today, you watch some of these performances and I'm like, oh. wow, like, ooh, that was bad. All right. So this is this is what we can do, Tom. Maybe we can find a best of YouTube video that is maybe like an hour, hour and change of just like kind of the maybe like a one or two performance per artist. Something right. Like well, that. I know like, the Green Day full footage. The full concert is on YouTube. It's yeah. like thirty-five. Their set was under forty-five minutes. Yeah, but like if you add five bands to that, you're over like three hours or four. Oh hours. yeah. No, so maybe no, there's like right. a best of like, where it's like a, a song or an artist or something we could find on YouTube because it's got to be one file, or else we're making right. everybody True. search for right. uh, videos. So maybe we'll do some research. Maybe we could do like a, a Woodstock commentary of 94 94. i don't want to do 99 no 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 no. this fucking left a bad taste in my mouth i saw more of this festival than i ever (laughs) cared to i didn't even know it existed and and you watched it twice (sighs) fucking megadeth 
Do you remember this though? Like I don't remember no. this. No. See, like '94 was a big deal. I remember. Um, I remember Chili Peppers and the fires. That's what I remember. But I'm saying, and I said this to you pre-show, there was something. There was another documentary on that that has come out in the last ten years. So hmm. that's and that's the only reason I knew about that. So no, I did not know this was happening. And I and I, uh, Chad C was like, oh, I know you were at Woodstock '99, Dave Matthews, yada yada yada. And I was like, what are you fucking talking about? I'm like, 1999, I was on Fish Tour. I, there were no other bands in '99 to me. <laughs> there was only one. Like, yeah, I, was I just remember that. The, the, all I remember is the '94 CD, and. It was released, I think, like on VHS. VHS, yeah. And that was the way I watched it. Right. Yes. I remember that as well. I had to wait for that to come out for me to watch it. Yeah. I I crashed at my buddy's house that entire weekend. Yeah. I think I've actually told this story on this network before. I don't know what show it was. Go ahead. We crashed the whole weekend. Yeah. All I wanted to see was Green Day. Mm -hmm. The the most mind-blowing performance of the weekend was Nine Inch Nails. But the Green Day set was happening, and they were airing Traffic. Oh. And Traffic was like, you know, Steve Winwood, 1970s, 1960s bullshit. Uh-huh. And they kept showing in the bottom right corner, split screen, all the mud flying at the Green Day show. Uh-huh. And me and my buddy were fucking screaming at the television like, what are you doing? I stayed up to like five in the morning because they were supposed to re-air Green Day, and they never did. So I think I actually saw the full Green Day performance for the first time two years ago. <laughs> I mean, are you fucking kidding me, pay-per-view? Like, it was a disaster. I'm, I'm looking but at this. Nine Inch Nails is the a most unbelievable thing I ever saw. I went and saw them five times after that. I'm, I'm looking at this 94 lineup, and three of the bands are in the 99. So you have Live, Cheryl live, Crow, and, yeah, and Metallica. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe Metallica they had... was at 94. Yeah. Oh wow. And I'm like, I don't. Why would Live be in 99? Live is quoted in the nine in a before their performance on the 99. The first bullshit I watched, he the lead singer is quoted. He's like, uh, 94 performance like made us. So when they called oh, us for 99, wow. we jumped at the opportunity. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, fuck. Why were they – were they even a thing in 99 not, uh, live? Because they were like a 94, 95 band with selling the drama right, right. of that album. Yeah. Uh, let's, I, guess, I mean, I, I guess we should get to uh, ratings I here. would give it a six because – Oh, that's my review. Yeah, well, it's only because going on the scale that I learned from this network, six is a recommended. I, I do recommend if you give any shit about knowing what the hell we just talked about for the last 20 minutes, I would absolutely watch this because yeah. it is educational as far as if you weren't there. It's, it's something to see for sure. So, yeah, I also give it a six because obviously I had zero clue that this fucking festival even existed or my brain deleted it in the trash can, the recycling bin. That's uh, right. And I wanted the mud Green Day Nine Inch Nails. Um, but, yeah, interesting because I didn't know anything about the shit that was going on as bad as it was. Um, yeah, so I don't know if – I don't know. Maybe there's – People out there that loved this fucking festival and had a great time there, and this was shining a a bad 
light on it, but this is what I got, and uh, I can see, I can see that it was a shit show. So based on this, at this age, to look at footage like this now, and you know, just to know that I've been to two Bonnaroo's and like eight fish festivals, and I just look at this. I'm like, oh man, like no, no, thank you. I think the one person. Well, thanks. I think the one person really got it right. Where the '69 one was this like peace, the 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 war, something like something was like going on in the world where this was just like a community getting together and having a great time and just like live, laugh, love type thing. And this was just a 30 year thing. There was nothing going on. There was hatred in the world. This, right? It was just, there was nothing to fight for. It was just an aggression time in these kids' lives. And the music was all about aggression. They, they just kept saying aggression, aggression, aggression through this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like... Well, uh, we were alive and we were really heavy into music at that time. I mean, they're not wrong. We were just not listening to this. Like, I mean, I never listened to Kid Rock. I didn't listen to Limp Bizkit. Yeah, that wasn't my thing I did listen to Rage. I listened to Korn. I listened to Metallica. But I listened to Metallica. I wasn't listening to Metallica in 1999. I listened to Metallica in, like, 1990. Yeah, you, were you know, by this Metallica. point, I was past. Yeah, I was past it. Uh, this so... Yeah, I mean, I, God, I need not. It just continues to paint a terrible picture of the 90s. <laughs> like, yeah, the right? 90s, we grew up in the 90s, and I had a great time. But I'll tell you, it, looking back, like, no one has anything good to say about the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you talking about the clothing style, the movies, the fucking music. It's like, can we just get past this? <laughs> fucking Phantom Menace. I mean, what are we going to do? The, yeah, I mean, come on. How is Pearl Jam not at... Either Woodstock, <laughs> like oh. that, right? That tells you something right there. You if fucked tic- up. If Ticketmaster had anything to do with it, there you go. That's true. They weren't anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so six. Uh, so it's recommendable, but um, I guess if you know about it, don't watch it. If you have no recollection, like me, it's an interesting watch. Uh, just don't expect. If you like fucking titties, you should watch it. Yeah, I mean, the, the stuff that I liked the most was when they would cut to, uh, like, the press conference. And it yeah, was, like, oh, yeah. three in the morning, four in the morning. Sorry, I was being uh, – three in the morning, four in the morning, and these fucking the, – the two promoters have to take the brunt of these reporters' questions of just, like, what are you guys fucking doing? And I kind of liked their attitude when it came to, like, you want to fucking do it? Then you fucking do it. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't complain. Help. Yeah, yeah. I like that stuff, but <laughs> – I don't know. I think they they uh, were in in over their heads with this. With yeah, this oh, absolutely. Those scenes show you the the lack of control that they had over the event, and then the EMTs. That's where it started to get very serious, and that's when you're just kind of like, man, there's like a there's a yeah. level of the you don't really you know unless something happens to you or someone in your crew, or you straight up. I mean, I've been at fish shows and witnessed people fucking passing out because they're you know, did too many drugs or something. Yeah. So when you see stuff like that, it's a it's a serious reality check and you put yourself in the moment you're in and be like, okay, just shut your mouth now, turn at the stage and watch the show and enjoy it and mm-hmm. don't do anything stupid, you know? Yeah. But if yeah. you can avoid that in, in a festival weekend, then you don't know that stuff's happening, you know? So right? Yeah. the majority of those people at that festival, 
had a great time, you know? Yeah, and, and I don't think they ever show that side. No, this documentary does not. <laughs> you don't have this people going, this fucking made to... my life. I saw the best bands that I loved during that time. No, this is a very... Well, they show it. They show that, but they'll show, like, the girl that's got paint all over her body and her eyes are rolling in the back of her head. So they make you think, oh, well, this girl only had fun because she's high. Yeah. yeah. That's not right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not right because people are having a good time. Yeah, it's not... You're not getting two sides of the story here. You're getting... Well, no, of course you're not. It's a documentary. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, you do get a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to harp on this too much, but there's a lot going on in this documentary. The guy with the journal. Obviously, you knew what the fuck was going to happen because he's not in it. It's right. his friend, but you get you get a little bit of the gist of um, his his days through the weekend, like seeing this band or I can't wait to see this band. I can't wait to see this band. I saw this band. They weren't that good. I saw this band. What else am I supposed to say about them? Um, it's but nasty a little about Dave Matthews, too. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you, you never, you never. I guess the only guy you get is the uh, the guy at the end with the frozen pretzels, who's just admitted that he did it, and he never regretted it. He's just like, I did it, and it just it just happened. I have no explanation. He didn't rape anybody. He was just fucking, you know, partying, Rooting. rioting. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but he, he seemed to have any regrets about it. He probably stormed the Capitol. America. All right. So six for the both of us on Woodstock mm-hmm. 99, not the concert, the documentary on yes, HBO Max. Don't watch the, concert. Uh, the last thing <laughs> I could review uh, Woodstock 99, the concert two on 10. Okay. Let's <laughs> My name is like... Kid. Ah, Alex, don't take that, please. <laughs> you fucking, you fucking bitch. Uh, the last thing we saw is the big Disney movie this weekend, which is divided between Disney Plus and theaters. Uh, can't wait to hear. Hey, how... Yes, sir. Can you play um, "Careless Whisper" pee break just so I can go whiz out my window real quick? Of course. Uh, Thank you. You got it, buddy. Go ahead. It's short. I'll be right back. Uh, I'm gonna go piss. You just let Evan sing for a bit. Uh uh. We're taking a piss break sound there. Is that what we're doing? God damn. Tonight the bitch cast is so loud. Fighting and farting makes us proud. Bigfoot is on his way. Taking surprise booze. Garrett's gonna give us a four on ten. Four out of ten. Wasted as fuck, we can't deliver. So I'm never gonna drink again. Well, maybe one or two more. Now, here's something funny. Ah. Oh. 
Is he back from peeing out the window? Let's see. He is not back from peeing out the window. Anyway, we are going to review the Disney Plus, Disney um, in theaters movie, Jungle Cruise. Um, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, Emily Blunt, Edgar Ramirez, Paul Giamatti, Jesse Plemons. They're all in this movie. Not a huge cast. Yep, but yay, we're back. Sorry. Just telling everybody that we're uh, going to review Jungle Cruise. Yes. Did you uh, see this on streaming or did you go to the theaters for this time? I AMG'd the fuck out of this. Oh, shit. So <laughs> I just went through the cast real quick. The, the, you know, the big names, the big players. Yes. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll start with, um, have you ever been on this ride at Disneyland or Disney World? So the answer is yes, but I'll tell you that we started this last night and then we're fading and then Carrie had brought up that it's based on a ride. I didn't even realize any of this. Oh, okay. So we watched the YouTube video of the ride. So like a POV of somebody on the ride. Yeah, okay. And when you when the boat turns and you see the like the tigers eating Yeah. The animal that's when I realized that I had been on the ride as a kid. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So it changed the whole perspective of the film for me. And then we went to bed and then rewatched the whole thing today. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. So I had no idea. I mean, you did like 20 minutes last night, watched the POV, talked about it, passed out, woke up today, watched the whole thing. So I, I, I didn't even realize what it was. I just knew it was the rock Emily Blunt, Disney release. Yeah. You know, Disney. That's pretty much my headspace until I got educated by my wife on what we were doing here. So cool. Very very cool that that was – and she kept saying too. She's like, how are they going to do a two-hour movie on a Disney ride? Mm. So that was a hot topic. Well, that's like Pirates too. Very different uh, outcome here I think. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, So I am trying to think. I, I definitely probably have been on this ride. Um, it's not memorable. Well, I thought you would have been telling me you were on it a couple of years ago. I don't think I was a few years ago. I think I skipped this one because they are. It's everything's fake on the ride. You're not going through like Animal Kingdom has this safari ride where you're in like a truck and you're driving right. along the safari and you see real animals. This is uh, you know a fake cruise down. This jungle it's river. Che- it's Cheeseball Central. I mean, the the guide is telling cornball jokes. Correct. The entire time. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. It, it, it makes the movie make more sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they – I actually watched like a YouTube uh, video of someone on a Disney cruise, kind of like you did, but not, not to prepare myself for the movie just because I follow this kid on YouTube. And I saw all the jokes and stuff and how cheesy they were. So I like the fact that it opened up with The Rock, who is the skipper of the Jungle Cruise, do these jokes. A little right. homage to that. So basically the the plot is Emily Blunt is this uh, doctor who is looking for this plant uh, in this kind of like a – it was like a myth kind of like this legend that this um, – this uh, plant can save lives. 
kind of like tree, a, yeah. yeah, this tree of life or whatever. And she needs to go into the jungle and she needs a boat to charter down to this area, this like no man's land type place. So she uh, finds the help in Dwayne Johnson to take her there because he's been on this river. But, you know, she they, they, they come in contact. She hires him and that's when this movie takes place. She has a brother she takes along with, with her. And Paul Giamatti plays, I guess, Dwayne Johnson's boss or Dwayne Johnson owes money to Giamatti. So he's not really pre- prevalent, relevant. One he's of those. Forgettable he's forgettable because he doesn't – you don't really see him halfway through or anything where he comes into play because they're on the river. So it's right. not like yeah, he's, he's like on land and then they co- he's there at the end. Yeah, he's not like he's calling Dwayne Johnson on his cell phone and be like, where's my boat, bitch? You know, he's not – He's just not there. It's at the beginning and the end, bookend. Eddie, um, Eddie, Eddie Ramirez, fucking Edgar Ramirez, not Eddie from Cali. Sorry, Eddie from Cali's in this movie. Everybody, uh, Edgar Ramirez in this movie. He plays like the villain, this conquistador, which um, he he is like in the legend, in the um, in the myth, like the yeah. He's like the CGI highlight of this film. Yeah, he's so he's like. Um, you know, when they tell the story of this legend, he's he's that character. So um, basically, it's played off that way. This movie's like um, the Mummy, Pirates, kind of uh, like Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's yeah. all rolled into one, yeah. but Disneyfied. Even though uh, Pirates is Disney, um, I got to tell you though. I, I I had fun. I had a fun time with this movie. I'll just I'll just start there. <laughs> I agree. No, no, okay. I, I do I do agree. I do agree. Um, maybe because I was going to be on the show, I might have watched it a little harder than I should have. That's okay. Um, but yeah, overall, Dwayne Johnson is fantastic, and. Uh, it's it's highly entertaining, and as long as you know that you're watching a Disney film, you're having a great time with this. And I think that's that's really the bottom line here. You know, yeah. I mean, there's really nothing else to say as far as like what you should be expecting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really good. There was now I watched it on AMG. I'm I think I probably missed some subtitles. Oh, I there. totally missed subtitles. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> and then also. Um, I don't know if the if it was like 1080, like if I would have watched it on Premiere Access Disney Plus, oh, I think okay. it would have looked a little better. But okay. maybe like I, that was kind of more my thought process last night when I was really drunk. Today we watched it this mm. afternoon. I thought it was great visually, mm. so that might have just been that. But I do have a problem mm-hmm. with Jesse Plemons. <laughs> like, okay, so he plays the. Um... He's the like German villain. German villain that is looking yeah. for the thing that I guess Emily Blunt is after. They're both after the same thing. So, I think that uh, Fat Damon's character really hammers home the comparison to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Right? I mean, because Carrie even asked me at the end of the film. She goes, what the fuck was his point? Why was he after the same thing they were after? And I said to her, I go, well, two things. I said... One, that is kind of a common plot thread that the Germans are after 
what the hero is after, and that is fucking Indiana Jones. Yeah. And then, two, I said, I think we missed some plot dialogue because of subtitles. You know, like, I just think that he might have said some things that in the film that explained why he was after the same thing Emily Blunt was after. You know what I mean? Don't take <laughs> a goes, review. Oh. <laughs> what did you like, say? Worst ones to review this. No, we don't even know I'm half just... the dialogue. Yeah, that's true. Good point. But <laughs> you still, I still understood it. When the conquistadors are yelling at each other in another language, uh, Carrie goes, what are they saying? I go, I don't know, but I know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I got the plot here, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I I, I kind of like Plemons. I thought he was definitely um, he was funny. I didn't take him seriously, which was a good thing. Like I thought he was fucking hysterical with the bees yeah. and shit. Um, what a was lot the of one line where he kept saying jungle. And oh yeah, British guy did it. Yeah, <laughs> with the brother. Did it. That, with the brother. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think I started liking him after that because by the end he was funny. Yeah, as long as you don't take him too serious. Yeah, like, it just took it took me a while to warm up to him. But I gotta tell you, like I'm not the biggest. I'm probably gonna get shit for this on this network. I'm not like the biggest rock fan. Where if he's got something coming out, I'm not jumping to it. It's right. it it's he's not a draw for me. But I know he's gonna be entertaining. But you know anything that he's involved in, I'm not like jumping to. You know, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, he's not a he's not a movie star. He's not TC. He's not Tom Hanks. I'm not like, oh, Dwayne Johnson's in that. I gotta see it. Yeah, it's not like oh, there's a fucking new rock movie coming out. I gotta see. no, right. no. But I trust his performance. I trust his comedy. I I trust his acting enough to see it at some point. Um, Emily Blunt, I love. I think I said on the Quiet Place commentary we did that she's probably in my top five actresses like one of the greatest actresses especially right now but she like she's a draw for me now i just think she could knock anything out of the park and she's fucking phenomenal i think she's so real with some of the um reactions she does here uh and you could see that stuff in 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 the quiet place one and two but she is just so phenomenal and the the charisma between the two of these are great between The Rock and Emily Blunt, I think if that did not happen, this movie wouldn't stand a chance. And I think they they killed it. I, I laughed a lot in this movie. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to completely agree with you because I think I struggled with their chemistry early on. Okay. But it's something that as I got – it's funny. I could have tapped out 20 minutes in just because – I was just kind of like, oh, God, whatever. Like, just another Disney film. But Yeah, this could be a paint-by-numbers uh, yeah, type Yeah, but by film. the end, you know, I was, I was all about it. Um, and I, and I, I think by the end, I, I had to warm up to her. I didn't love her early on. I wasn't buying her as the, you know, the character that she was portraying being like the, like, archaeologist kind of thing. I don't know. I kept drawing a lot of similarities to Indiana Jones with this. Gotcha. It had that vibe for me. But even Dwayne Johnson, I mean, I watched this guy for fucking 15 years on WWE. Like, so anytime I see him in a movie, I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. And uh, <laughs> he killed it. He killed it. And then by the end, I, I, it's basically like I wanted to hate this movie, and every character won me over by the end. Him, 
Emily Blunt and even McGregor, the brother. Like by the end, I was like, I loved it. Yeah, see, you know, it, was, it, was, it was such a it was such a journey I had. I'm very <laughs> close to. I didn't go in wanting to hate it. I went in thinking I was going to hate it. Right. Based there on you go. exactly. Based on everything I've seen, like trailers or. Um, if they were on a talk show and they showed a clip, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the fucking cheesiest thing. And I'm not saying it's not cheesy because it is the paint by numbers adventure Disney thing where it's all going to work out at the end and you know what's going to happen. But it was surprisingly – I had a good time with it. Yeah. Like – and usually sometimes when I cram stuff in for like a binge cast, I fucking put my Garrett helmet on. I'm like, fuck. I got to fucking get this in. Fucking hate this bullshit. This shit sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe that was a Fear Street trilogy thing. I had, I was wearing that Garrett helmet on because I'm still getting shit to this day about it. But this, I watched this today and I had a great time. It was the first thing I put on this morning, and I was having a good time. It was fun, a fun little adventure. Uh, I'm not saying is it's like I love the first Pirates movie. I'm not saying it's as great as that. It may be better. Oh, I than, loved it too. No, it was great. It may be better than the sequels of the Pirates movies. I think it could be. Um, I think it could be a little shorter. It's two hours and seven minutes. Trim it down a little bit. What do you say, Disney? Yes. Uh, But but it didn't – there was not much – I mean looking at the runtime is bad. But I think it's paced well. There may be a little little spots here and there where you're like, let's go. Let's get to this character. Let's get to this character. But still engaged. The whole time, there was really not a lot of uh, of downtime, of action or, or fun scenes. Um, I I had a good time. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I think it all comes down to Emily Blunt and The Rock. Just their chemistry together is phenomenal. Edgar Ramirez is whatever. He's a CGI character for the majority of it. Um, Paul Giamatti's great. In that role, I think he's fucking hysterical. This <laughs> uh, Italian can do no wrong. Yeah, he, he can do no wrong. I'm sorry. Anything he does uh, is, is a win. He's fantastic. I, I would take more of him. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Have him be the guy that's after what Emily Blunt's after. Yeah, he should have been. Yeah, if he played uh, Plymouth's character, that's a good point, actually. Switch the two of them, actually. Yeah, like have have Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt be his rivals throughout the whole thing, you know? Yeah, he wants he wants J- Dwayne Johnson's boat because it's the fastest to get to where Emily Blunt needs to go, and then you have one villain instead of the two. Because you're just like I don't know, I don't care if Rock yeah, yeah, owes yeah. that guy money. I don't care. I don't think it matters. I don't think that. I think when you get back to town and that plot device comes back into play it doesn't matter no it's like real hands, quick he hands him the he keys hands on the pole yeah and then yeah, on the top of did you notice on the top of the pole was the head of the, his little guitar from the, the boat no i didn't yeah i said to carrie i go look at that i go that's hilarious because her line to him saying i think she goes i think you should stop playing guitar i was like oh okay that's yeah. pretty good yeah yeah i love the jabs they have at each other uh, fantastic! I think they do. They they wear. Oh, that's a pun. I was gonna say Skippy they, and Skippy and pants. I feel like pants gets ran, run into the ground a little too much. And I'm like enough. Like I get it. It worked the first five times, 
But 12 and 13 are killing me. Yeah, that's, that's where you can cut some runtime. And there's also a couple scenes where it's a, you know, a bit of like I don't want to say stunts, but you know, there's some action taking place and they have those like where you think there's going to be a dramatic climax to the action scene, it cuts to like a almost like a gag. It's mm. like that that kind of comedy clip where it's like, "Oh, it's going to be so epic. Oh, I tripped. Oh, that was funny. I caught you. Okay, let's just move on to yeah. the next <laughs> thing." It's almost like outtakes. Yeah. That that's where you could have cut a lot of run time because those were way overdone. I was just like, all right, we fucking get it. Yeah. But I'll tell you the things I absolutely loved. I loved the tiger. I loved his pet tiger. Great. Great character. I, yeah. And I, I loved Edgar Ramirez's crew. I didn't like the bee guy, but the snake and the tree guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable CGI. I thought that stuff was badass. That was. Yep. That was cool. How about the scene where Dwayne Johnson bounces off like five tree limbs and then a rock, and you think his character's done? Oh, do you know, do you know what I'm talking? Absolutely. The but they, oh they God. fucking, you know, they redeem themselves with, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I thought that was great. Oh yeah. Oh no, CGI looked great. Yeah. But I'm like, there's no way this guy is coming back. Oh, right. Well, but, right. The, then we, they tell you why. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie even said it. That's as he hits the water, she goes, Jesus, Disney. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> There's a lot of shit. Violent. Yeah. This is a, uh, I mean, obviously it's probably PG 13. Yeah, it's PG 13. But like, I mean, there's some fucking hits. There's some fucking yeah. uh, deaths. There's stabs. That, there's gunshots. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, fucking hey. Snaps. Yeah, yeah. Like so Emily Blunt shoots aspect. the rock. <laughs> She shoots him with a gun, and they show it yep. in a Disney movie. Yeah, no, for sure. All that stuff was great. Um, and then the 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 climax of the plot where it, when she's underwater pulling the thing, and you're like, I thought I was we were watching Lost, mm-hmm. and the 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 water the dissipating. Yeah, that that is incredible stuff, man. Like, oh yeah. I, so, yeah, visually, I was in awe of this film. And a little um, national treasure. I don't know if... Um, oh, 100%. I said that and Indiana Jones 100 times. So yeah, that's another it. one. National, yeah. more, I would say more national treasure than Indiana Jones. Because yeah. Indiana and Jones I is... Love Indi- yeah, I love national treasure. So Yeah, I just don't want to put Indiana Jones in this folder because of how, you know, how amazing it is. I just think is. the story could be an Indiana Jones story. Yeah, I guess the Tree of Life or the fucking That's know. all. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's 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 basically the fucking the cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It isn't doesn't pirates, isn't it the same shit? I, I yeah, they're looking for the uh fountain of youth. Fountain of youth, I exactly. Think one so it's of them. the same thing, yeah. It's the same thing. Which, you know, has been a, it's been done, but I think Jungle Cruise uh like gets a pass because it's fun. Um as far as the ride versus movie or the ride mimicking the movie it it's it just doesn't it doesn't correlate together it doesn't it's not like oh my god i totally see the ride here yeah they go they go on a boat on the water but i think they're just taking the name jungle cruise and disney just to get more asses in seats or more eyes on stream it's not it's their property they could do what they want with it yeah it's not and they 
the rock, excuse me, the, 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 the real world, the, the rock's first scene when you're introduced to Frank, mm-hmm. that's the ride. That's the only ride stuff yeah. you're going to get. That's the, the uh, homage to the fucking ride. And from there, all it is is the same setting. And the story itself has nothing to do with the ride. So Correct. The, that yeah. opening, though, is a complete homage to the yep. ride. And that's it. And it's, it's, we watched this one guy do the, the uh, and you know, whatever you call the it. The skipper spiel. Yeah. Holy shit. It was so bad. It was great. Oh, it's douche chilling. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, look over there. There's the giraffes. They're really sticking their neck out on there. You know, it's just like really punny. <laughs> it's, like dad Bruce, ju- it's like Bruce's voice now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what I want to get to. So uh, I didn't say this in TV Roundup, but I it, I did watch the first episode of Behind the Attraction, which is on Disney Plus, and I think it's like six episodes, and they talk about um, each episode is one ride and behind that attraction that ride uh so the first episode is jungle cruise and actually dwayne johnson shows up in that um and so it's just kind of like the making of that ride and how they made everything and what was the inspiration behind that um i think it's a terrible terrible (laughs) documentary only for the voiceover so i i think I said the same thing on the Netflix show. It was either the toys that made us or the movies that made us or the Christmas movies that made us. But the voiceover on this fucking show is the goddamn worst thing I ever heard. It's like they're asking questions or saying sentences and then letting the interviewers answer. So it's like, remember that time we were at? So we were at Disney and then we were looking at Jungle Cruise, like cutting back and forth, editing back. The editing of this show must have been a fucking nightmare for the editor because they're cutting back and forth and adding music for every person that's on screen. It's a fucking disaster. Just show me Walt Disney and the Imaginarians, whatever they're called, talking about the Jungle Cruise and how they made it and how they came up with it. Show me how they made the hippos in the water. Show me the hydraulics. Show me that shit. Fucking leave that voiceover person out of it it's terrible it's so infuriating how, this... how long was this episode 42 minutes 40 i was expecting you to say 40 something yeah yeah <laughs> cut that shit down oh my god that's it's, the point it's fucking terrible and then i turn on the uh star wars i skipped a couple episodes for the star tours because uh, i wanted to start watching that i i think i got like 10 minutes into that, but it's the same thing. It's like, so Disney was looking for uh, some properties to uh, take under their wing because they're a lot of sci-fi movies are into it. So they looked at George Lucas and then Steven Spielberg with like songs yeah. behind it. It's fucking terrible. It is so bad. I don't recommend anyone watching it or watch it. I don't even know how to watch it. It's so because in- it's interesting to see the development Behind the rides, but it's ruined by this voiceover. Ah, ah, such a bad show. Can but you watch I, it on mute? Just no, so you can't. Know. You can't because you have Walt talking about some stuff, and you oh, want to yeah. hear Walt, but then it's intertwined with this fucking voice that's just like, and there's, uh, there's. like just <laughs> over the top bullshit. It's like. 
someone took a take in the fucking studio. And it's just like, and then the Jungle Cruise was invented by Walt. They're like, nah, can you make it a little more cheesier? It's like, oh my God. I know it's Disney Plus, but there's no 12 year old kid that is looking up the behind the scenes of the ride. <laughs> like, the, the, it's 25 and up that is going to click on behind the attraction. It, it, it has funny. nothing to do is with there kids. Space, is there a Space Mountain episode? Ooh. Look at you with the questions. Fucking calm down, fucking <laughs> googs over here. Well, I already know I'm going to watch the Jungle Cruise one anyway because I just watched the movie, so uh, it's timely. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, you keep doing all those those voice things. I'm thinking of the good, the bad, the Joe Blow movie podcast. Okay, it's exactly that, but 40 minutes of it. Oh. Okay. okay, so Jungle Cruise, Star Tours, Haunted Mansion, um... Like the monorail system okay. that they have, uh, Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, and the Hall of President. Oh, Space Mountain. Yep. Yes. Hall of Presidents and Space Mountain. And it's a small. Is Hall world. of Presidents Disney or Epcot? Hall of Presidents is Disney Disneyland. Disney. Well, so well, Disney. Disney. See, I I don't know Disneyland. That's California. I've never been there, so right. it's either, Disney yeah. World to me. And Hall of Presidents is in Disney World. The most memorable ride, I haven't been down there since I was probably, I don't know, somewhere between like 8 and 11 or something. Uh The most standout ride that I'll always remember the most until we go back shortly is uh, the Carousel of Progress in Epcot. I used to love that when I was younger. I just thought it was so cool because it would just – 2021, if it was in the ride, it it was all this like – Jetsons type stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all really cool. They're wrong as fuck, but... That's a fun (laughs) ride. They sing the same song every time. I forget the the song. Yeah, he's the guy singing it, the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. It's a... I forget. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the bare necessity. (laughs) So Jungle Cruise, uh, I'll rate that shit. Go ahead. I guess it's just a seven, right? I mean, it's a it's a good movie. It was fun, good ride. Um, I will watch it again because eventually I want my kid to see it. And uh, it's Disney, man. It's a it's a solid Disney film. Good good watch. Yeah. So my um, I had to watch everything this week or yesterday and today alone without my wife. She's not happy about it. But she asked me. She sent me a text. She says, how was Jungle Cruise? And I said – the only thing I said was pretty fun and I'll watch it again with you. So yeah. that makes it a – Nice. <laughs> this is also a seven. I, I had a – It's think, a strong seven. It's a, it, is, it is seven. Like I think the fact that I was surprised that I liked it put the points up, made the points higher because I went into this with very low expectations. I'm like, this is going to be fucking horrendous. And a lot of people may go into this knowing what they're going to get. National Treasure, Pirates of the Caribbean fucking four, uh, the worst Indiana Jones. But it was something that I fell in love with um, Emily Blunt and The Rock, their characters. Even the brother, he, he was so annoying at the beginning but they, they cleaned his character up very nice uh, yeah. with one scene that he had with The Rock. 
where you just you just like the guy after that. He was almost like the brother in The Mummy, if anyone remember Rachel Weiss's brother, just the goofball side character that didn't want to fucking do or touch anything. I don't know if anyone remembers that guy, but yeah, he was like he was like a male version of Princess Vespa from uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah, that's a good comparison. Plus fucking luggage and shit. <laughs> I think the surprise that I had a good that I had a good time with this and I had fun with it. Um, like I said, added points <clears throat> to this rating. Whether the story, I mean. <clears throat> you knew where, bless you. You knew where this was going. You you knew that no one was going to get harmed. You knew everyone was safe, or the the right people were going to be safe. It, it yeah, was everything sti- you're saying. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's, this is the this is a Disney film with Dwayne Johnson riding down a fucking Amazon River. It's an adventure. It it was exactly what it should have been. You know, it, all the it, both of us went in with these different. You know, expectations. Fuck all. You know, we got to learn to just say, fuck all that shit. Let's like, I think if we both had gone to the theater and saw this, it would have been more of a ride because you would have just had that whole, like being in the theater, the loud sound, the big screen. This would have been a ton of fun. Yeah. You know what? Maybe that's when I'll watch it with my wife. Take like Michelle. I'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah, go yeah, to the totally. theater. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Bless you. My God. Uh, what are we going to do? Well, I, I, I listened to Binge Views. That's a Chad, Chad's Christopher show. And Jim Law was fucking – he is very hesitant on this movie. He hated the trailers. I think his daughter asked him if they can go see it. He said no. <laughs> Did you oh, get, no. Yeah. I think he's like – he's anti this movie. So – him hearing if he does hear this that we gave it a seven, he's either gonna hate us because I think Avery my, would love it. Oh, absolutely! I think yeah. I think my Fear Street credit cred is um, gonna hurt a lot of fucking <laughs> reviews that I give from now I'm on. I'm gonna like watch I'm, these movies. I, I, I can't believe this. I, I think that's gonna really hurt my ratings down. Like no one's gonna trust me ever because of Fear Street. Oh, God, I feel like I have to redeem myself. Like, do I got to rewatch it and then re-rate it? God, fuck no. No. God damn it. Please don't. Don't don't hold me against my Fear Street review, everyone. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, people, Pete is losing sleep over this. I, I am. <laughs> Fear sleep. Serious. That's how, that's how I'm living Fear my sleep. life right now. He can't oh. focus on Ready Player Two. He's worried about Fear Street. Listen, Armada, everyone, don't listen to Jim Law. Armada's amazing. That's that's what we come, come away with that. Yeah, as PJ would say. Yeah. You got that clip? You got uh, that? I, I don't have any of that stuff. Ah, so no, I'll, send it to you. I'll give it to you. All right, I do want that. Um, yeah, I think the the uh, the boys will be back next week. Alex and Law. I don't know if they will. I don't know if they. Uh, I, I have no idea. Uh, but hopefully they will see Jungle Cruise. If not, whatever's new coming out next week. I think you know what Law Watch Stillwater. So uh, that's that new Matt Damon drama yes, movie. Yeah, so yeah, uh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I gotta check. That'll that out. be a review coming. He was gonna pop in tonight, but uh, he said he's going to bed, so he's not popping in tonight. But you will get the uh, Kevin can fuck himself finale, probably a little bit more fleshed out. Uh, Tom. Thank you for uh, 
joining the binge cast. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Very, you, very good I, time. I and, didn't get uh, that bombed. You, you don't sound that bombed either, so I think you'll have a sweet Sunday, right? Well, we'll see. I, I might not be that bombed, but I do have the itch for another drink, so <laughs> that's going to be happening downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you to everyone that's listening. Um, please call in 708-406-9546. Uh, $5 a month gets you so many other shows on the full binge. Uh, right after this will be the Sixth Sense commentary with uh, myself, Alex, and Law. We had a fucking blast. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't even know what next week's full binge will be. Uh, I have a commentary coming up. I'll uh, spoil it now since you made it this far into the free binge. Uh, I believe me, Chad C, and Lance from Texas will be doing Don't Breathe because Don't Breathe 2 is coming out. Oh, nice. So I'm gonna Nice. Re- I like that. I'm going to reach out to those guys tomorrow to get our availability, and that should be out hopefully Wednesday. I don't know when we're uh, recording this. I've been slacking on the commentaries. I apologize. Summer has been very busy uh, in my life, but I will uh, bust out some more. Also, uh, yeah, $5 a month on Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash binge media. $5 a month gets you all those shows. And uh, so, Tom, what do you got coming up? Again, I know we talked about this on the uh... Uh, listening to this show. You will be getting a sports cast this week. PJ will be back. So, hey, yeah. So yeah, we'll start. Uh, and if you're in the binge fantasy football league, check the group chat. I sent a message. Uh, let's go. If you're not in, let us know so we can get other people to play. But you should all be back. So let's fucking do it. So yeah. if people uh, aren't in, how where do they get in touch with you? How well, should they the find The Fantasy League is just a – it's not a – I don't want to say select group, but there's only so many people that can be in it. Um, oh, okay. If somebody bails, then I will put the word out on the Facebook page to find a new member. Okay. But we do do, pool, we do, do pools and stuff as long – I mean we do beat Pete Super Bowl. So mm. there's a lot of other stuff we do. So definitely check out the sportscast if you're into gambling because we're degenerate. So there you go. So the binge uh, Facebook group is called BingeMedia.net <clears throat> Official BingeCast CSR Club. No burp. There's no burp. No, no there. burp. Don't type burp. But it's BingeMedia.net Official BingeCast CSR Club. And it's so long. We need to change it. Cupka, if you're still listening. Yeah, we do. Can we change it? Can we call it the Binge Media Group? <laughs> Come on. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Call in. Leave us a voicemail. Subscribe to us on Patreon. Leave a review on iTunes. I'm sure the uh, outro bumper will explain all of this. Thank you, Alex and Law, for letting two idiot listeners from back in the day. <laughs> I didn't eat. I didn't eat anything. <laughs> Keep me in rotation, Alex. I didn't, I didn't chew. <laughs> I mean, we made it this far on this show. If you're still listening, Tom and I can just say – we were listeners of the show that we're on right now on their old network. Two idiots in New York City downloading their show on a Sunday night because that's when wings. they released it. What's that? Eating wings with cheese on them. Eating wings, logging into the bar we played's Wi-Fi to download the show on our iPhone 2s or whatever the fuck. And then playing it on the ride home. And then we would text each other. 
when we got home or the next day about the show. And now we're – we just hosted – I think this is the first time just you and me. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. It's unbelievable. I, I actually thought about that this afternoon. I'm like, how funny is it that Pete and I are actually doing a binge cast tonight? <laughs> It's like, what the? Should we go to Red? Should we sit in the back room at Red Lion and fucking record it there? It's like fucking hilarious. I mean, we would re- we would send them live uh, videos, like text message videos of us singing acapella sounders on the street with random people in New York City. Ah, oh, was the best. TV wrapped uh, up. It yeah. was on this week. <laughs> So, Allison, oh, if you made it this far, don't say too, don't say too much more because I want Law to do that series behind the binge, where <laughs> behind the attraction. This would be well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, we would do it better. Oh yeah, of course. But the the first, the fir- excuse me, Cupka, the second Lollapalooza. Mm. Well, the, how about this? The, the first Lollapalooza where people flied in. We could just name it that. Yeah! 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 Okay. He just drove. It's the, fir- it's the first one. He just, just drove. He slept through the second one. <laughs> so, you know, that's fine. He thinks one is the first. That's the first to him. We have our own. He slept through ours. It's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Um, so we have to thank Alex and Law. One, oh, of course. for the network and letting two morons <laughs> take over tonight. Law, I was trying to start a fucking podcast war with you last week. Oh, yeah. Now You were so nice. You were so polite. And then you were nice to Pete and apologized to him. You apologized to both of us in the same show. And now we both hosted the following episode. So maybe there's something to that. The universe said. They both got apologies from Jim Law last week. Just give him the show. Just give him the show for a week. Yeah. I was trying, Law. I was trying to spark something up. I thought that's what you wanted. I love you. Thank you. I feel like Alex <laughs> is the only one that's going to listen to this out of the two of them. Of course. That's why, yeah. That's why I watch what I say. It depends on what Law's doing this week. If he's working, he'll listen. Hopefully he has a lawn to mow. Maybe he's got a lawn to mow for three hours <laughs> that he can like, listen yeah, to. Yeah, he's going to say, how long was the free bench? Those <laughs> idiots went over an hour. Yeah, I'll where are we? Oh, we're almost at three hours. You know what? Yeah. You're welcome. And thank you to everyone that's listening. Um, and we'll see you. Uh, next week. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tom. Yes, thank Bye. you, sir. I fucking love you, John Snoop. Hey, guys, it's Nate. Well done on eight years of the binge cast. Your this podcast show. fucks. What's up, guys? It's Fonzo, a.k.a. Dude from the Stairs, and I love listening to the binge cast. Another binge cast done. Let's drink one for the road. Time to take one last piss. Just not sure where to go. So make a call and leave a Googie Baba Dex. 7084069546. This show is unpredictable. Emmons a giant fife. We hope you love the binge cast tonight. Reed here. Been listening to the binge cast, not just for the burps and the farts, but the nuance that they bring. Baba Dex. Hey, it's Nate B. Just wanted to say, I love the show. We'll watch the screener so you do not waste your time. Not saying they all are bad, I shit they are, I lied. Spilt beer on our titties, haven't pissed in a while. We'll piss inside this can, then add it to the pile. Alex is eating edibles, Jim Law's not feeling right. (laughs) 
We hope you love the binge cast tonight. Hey, Law Moreno. This is your homeboy, Art from Cali. Wanting to congratulate you guys on eight years. Hey, everybody. It's Alex. Listen to the binge cast every day, all day. This is PC. Law has delicious nipples. <laughs> it's your boy, the Duke. Love you. You're a solid 10 on 10 and suck a baba dick. This is Jared Dick. I love the binge cast. We gonna get high. Hey boys, it's Bunchy. Thank you so much for the amazing cast week after week. Suck up the dick. What's going on, fellas? Billy Good Times here. Love the show. Our ratings are debatable. No wonder why we fight. We hope you love the binge cast tonight. It's Tara. I have been really enjoying the tournament, especially the Mary Fuck Kill. Guys, Warren from Jersey. Just wanted to say, bingers for life. The binges are incredible, can't wait to do this live. We hope you love the binge cast tonight. Hey boys, this is Eddie, not from Cali. Can't wait for next week's binge cast. Peace. Congratulations, binge cast. It's only been eight years. It fucking feels like 12. Thank you for listening to the BingeCast on BingeMedia.net. To listen to the full binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash BingeMedia. BingeMedia patrons will get access to the full binge, the BingeCast's four-hour show on a private RSS feed, and they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. BingeMedia patrons also get other perks, so check us out at patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to the BingeMedia Podcast Network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the full binge. Oh, shit.